I'm going to um, intro you and then we'll just keep going with this conversation because it's good. Okay, no worries. So, good morning, welcome to, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to another episode of the Unfinished Cubby podcast. With me today is the man who's responsible for my legs being like jelly every single Wednesday. Um, Kurt Pennington. Pennington, yep. Is my personal trainer every Monday morning for half an hour. And uh, he's agreed to come in early this Saturday morning, have a chat with me about whatever. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Not a problem. Happy to be here. Cool. Cheers. I've just made my coffee. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. uh, We were just talking about social media a minute ago. Yeah. And um, particular Instagram. And yeah, I did that too, actually, for a little bit. Angel had had a, um, well, she makes toys and we we did this fuzzle puff range, these little cute little uh, fuzzle puffs, you need to look them up, right. they're, they're just like a cute little animal thing and uh, we did a Kickstarter and uh, no it was even before that actually, I was doing her button wings as her brand, I was doing the Instagram <clears throat> and yeah I read up on that, I was doing that thing where you follow a bunch of people, right. do a lot of things, then drop them and then uh, yeah. Yeah, and had their like, and keep track of everyone who's like um well that's like it's it's crazy i didn't even realize until recently that you can even like um you can download a separate app that apparently tells you who unfollows you yeah i had that so you, yeah. you can literally go oh who's unfollowed me and then yeah. you go back through your list and go oh well i'm going to unfollow them and that's yeah, something that going. Yeah. so and i mean i personally think that's like that side of it's a little bit toxic. It's very vacuous. It's yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, who who really cares if John from, you know, England or Wales or something like that unfollowed you for some random reason? So he probably just followed you and hoped that he'd follow you back sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, I've never understood that, but then people want to know exactly who's unfollowing them so then they can go back through their list and then unfollow them, go, well, if you're not going to follow me and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but it's... um. The whole social media side of it, like, I see it more, I mean, from my business perspective and my sport perspective, it's, um, it's very, it's a very, like, intrinsic part of it all. It's, yeah. it's a very, it's very much tied in, sure. especially, yeah, like, visual. yeah, my, yeah. the whole, like, especially my sport of bodybuilding. So, um, obviously, so, as you know, I do personal training and I've been doing that for the last, maybe, Gosh, since 2015, so the last six years. Um, but I also compete and do bodybuilding, so as you also know. So, um, and with that sort of thing, especially nowadays, how it's sort of transitioned and how it's progressed, a lot of it is online. Like you pick up sponsorships online, you know, yeah, sure. clothing companies, meal prep companies, all that sort of thing. So then there's a more of a need to have that social media. especially if you're wanting to progress in the sport because like with this sort of sport i'm not going to dribble on about bodybuilding for ages but in this sort of sport it's um it's not like if you become a professional boxer or tennis player or or footballer or anything like that where once you're professional you've made it you've got your millions or whatever you know i think like the best or biggest show in the world the mr olympia first place in what i um compete in which is men's physique is I think it was like maybe twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars for the first place, and this is gonna this is the person who's the best, best in the world yeah, yeah. at that division. Yeah. 
not a lot of money compared to a footballer who might make such amount of million dollars per game sort of thing. So the real money in the sport comes from sponsorships. So like you pick up a clothing company basically and then I was talking to a client about this the other day and we're saying how like um, basically sponsorships now or like companies will legit look for you at your Instagram Mm. and it'll be like, oh, how many followers do you have? Because if, if we sponsor you and you've got 1 million followers, then 1 million people are going to see our brand. So it's perfect marketing for them. And then you tell them to go buy our stuff. We give you a link. We give you a discount code. We give you promotional stuff to post about whatever. Um, and then, yeah, then basically, so it's, it's that sort of thing. It's, it's different now to maybe how it used to be. I'm not sure back in the day with sponsorships, how it used to work with this particular sport. Um, I think that could be very accurate to how it is with a lot of sports, possibly now. The whole social media side of it is how big your following is. Mm. Fact is, if you've got like, I mean, I'm nothing impressive on social media. I mean, it's just... I think Instagram followers if you've got... I think about like maybe just over 800. Okay. So, I mean, I'm nothing... See, and the big thing is like... um, it is, it is a very visual thing and people follow stuff they like. So um, not to sound, you know, um, like, I don't know, hypocritical or something, but if you are an attractive girl and you've got a good body and you take photos in bikinis and that, you're pretty well guaranteed to get a good deal of followers. Because, I mean, it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I've got no issue with that mm-hmm. at all. I've got no issue with, you know, I mean, if people have worked hard especially with what I do in my profession and in my sport, if people work hard for their bodies and they diet like crazy and, you know, they put the effort in, they're up every morning to do cardio, they're they're at the gym every day or every second day or four times a week, whatever it might be. Half an hour every every Monday. Exactly, you know, and they want to take photos of themselves, you know, if it's a guy, if it's a girl, let's just use um, a girl, for example, if she's at the beach and she's in a bikini and she's looking good, you know, all the, you know, stuff is right and she wants to take a photo and put it up on Instagram or whatever, then, you know, then so she should, you know, it's, it's not like, then the issue I have, and I see this a lot with obviously, um, so my, my girlfriend is, does the same stuff as me. So she does, um, like, uh, she competes in like fitness and that sort of thing. So, um, which is, I suppose you could classify in the realm of bodybuilding. It is going up on stage and it is posing. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, and she's got a decent, decent social media. Uh, I'm not sure, maybe 2000 something, something like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it's not like nothing of what she posts is, is sexual. Really? I wouldn't classify. It's just her, you know, just her showing pictures of like at the beach or in the gym or at a, at a unit or something. And you know, a lot of girls are the same and we'll just post stuff like that. And then, you know, unfortunately you're going to get X amount of people who are going to go, Oh, well you're showing it off. So then I'm allowed to comment and say X, Y, Z. I'm completely cool. People say, you know, great body. You're looking great. You know, Oh, amazing. You're looking hot. That sort of stuff. That's fine. I'd be flattered if I got comments like that all the time, which I don't, but you know, if I did, that'd be cool. 
So it's only yeah, when... looking hot, Kurt. No. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, I've kept it tucked away just for the, the safety of today. So, but, um, but then the only thing I have issues with, and this isn't just, I'm not just saying this like about my girlfriend, about like anyone, guys and girls. I've had weird messages before myself, but like then, you know, I think it'd be worse for girls in particular because the amount of just weird messages mm. that they get from guys, it's unfortunate, you know, that it's it's from guys, you know, you can't deny that, you know, I've never come across many girls on a social media platform that are gonna message a guy and be like, oh, you know, you know, you're so hot, I wanna have sex with you, sort of thing. Not many girls are gonna do that to a guy, sort of thing. But unfortunately, guys will say the most real, you know, I don't know how PG your um, podcast is here. Uh, so I guess it's for adult audiences. Uh, content warning at this point. So yeah, I just you know just so I don't swear too much. That's all. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> so, fine. I think. But like um, you know, like this, the messages you see people like put up and stuff, and it's just really vulgar stuff, and it's it's all sexual, and the and sure. and the sort of the reasoning that people have behind that is just like oh, um, well you're posting it. So you want me to look at you? Yeah, it's you know. I think I think that's a really really good point, and I think you've put it really well. There is a real there's a there's a very clear in the way you put it difference between um, someone having a beautiful body and going yeah. here is my beautiful body, mm. and that being sexualized. Yeah, I um, mean this goes. I'm not just saying for girls as well. This goes for guys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean like I I'll tell you a story now. Of the, probably the weirdest message I've ever received mm -hmm. from someone, you know, and when I tell people this, a few people that I mean, a lot of people that are close to me will know this sort of story, but um, this would have been Christmas time, two thousand and eighteen, I think. I was like just dead sick for some reason. Christmas day had been throwing up in the toilet, and I was, you know, curled up in the fetal position on my bed, and then I just got this message. From this person off an ad um, that I I put up like advertising personal training mm -hmm. um, so I put up this ad and he um, this bloke messaged me and he said oh he's like oh who's the muscly guy at the end and I was I had no idea what this dude was talking about still in the show <laughs> yeah she just wanted so, some attention so but um my dog is here but yeah, I, I had no idea what this guy was talking about. So, because I didn't realize it was an ad that come off this thing. I was like, oh, what is this? And I went into the ad and I went, oh, that's right. I posted this. And it was a transformation photo of myself from my first show that I did when I started. And then the second photo was me in a bathroom at um, Good Life in Caloundra, the gym. And I was just after a show. I was tanned and I was lean and everything. And then, so I just went, oh, that's me. I said that and I explained the whole thing. That was after a show, blah, 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 blah. That's my transformation. And then he went, I said that was a few years ago. And he's like, oh, so what do you look like now? And I'm being completely honest and, and just open at this point. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, he's not really going to. I just, I just thought, oh, he's, we're just talking. Here. We're just talking, yeah. And then when I tell the story back, it, it makes it feel like, okay, well, you should have seen the signs. Mm -hmm. but, um, but anyway, so I just went, um, oh, you know, same, just, you know, not quite as lean and a bit bigger. Then he asked for a photo and I just, you know, sent him through a photo from a, like, I didn't take one in the bedroom or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just sent him a photo from a more recent prep 
And he was like, oh my God, you look amazing, that sort of thing. And I, so I said to him, I was like, oh look, can I help you? Or do you just want to look at photos of me? I said, because I've got an Instagram for that, if that's all you want to do. And then he proceeded to ask me about personal training. He's like, oh, how much, um, et cetera. So I'm telling him my prices and stuff. And then what follows was this message. Now I'm going to swear a little bit here. So, um, but he, he messaged me and he said, oh, well, firstly, he said, oh, can I ask you if you're keen on something? He's like, easy cash. And I went, what are you talking about? And then he goes, I just want to meet you and I want to meet a muscly guy and feel muscles. And he's like, he's like, oh, you know, and he went, oh, if you've got mates and he went, this is quoted. He went, sexy cunts like you. He goes, I'll pay. He was offering to pay me a hundred dollars to basically have me come around and he wanted to just feel my muscles as I flexed and whatever else. God knows. Yeah. And then the funny thing is like, you know, I'm missing that. There was a whole paragraph sent to me and he finished it. I I thought this was funny. He signed it off when don't worry, I'm young, not some old creep. And I went, oh, well that makes it better then. I said, no. I said, obviously, yeah, yeah, I said no. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, come on, please. I'll offer you $200. And then at that point, I just blocked him. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with this. But then there is that side of it. Unfortunately, like when, when you start, especially in this sort of fitness thing, when you start building a body and, you know, especially when like, like we're on, going on show and like if you're really lean or after the shows, you're really lean. And obviously you want to take advantage of the fact that you're lean. So you're posting every second day photos of yourself with abs and yeah. shredded and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, photos from stage and all these sort of things. So with that comes a certain level of attention. And then obviously the better looking you are, the more attractive you are, the more the attention. I'm not saying that's coming from me. Oh, you're, of that. you're very good looking. I've, so, I've seen the photos. Oh, thank and, you. And, and, but... <laughs> Yeah, I guess like if uh, where men are sexualized and women are sexualized much more in our society, obviously, yeah. and kind of all the time and everywhere. But where men are, it is that kind of totally cut. Here's here's my muscles. That is the yeah. Like that's that's the sexualized version of a, a man yeah. think, generally. But then like it's a funny thing. Like um, I always tell people, like because um, there's always these jokes. You see these memes on like Instagram and or Facebook or whatever. And it's like, oh, you know, I started going to the gym and lifting weights to build muscles to impress girls. But all you get is attention from other guys going, oh, man, you look amazing. You look jack. You know, yeah. oh, look, let me see your abs. Let me see yeah. your quads and yeah. that sort of thing. And it's 100% true. And like, obviously, you know, everyone likes what they like. Everyone's got their own preference. I mean, like it might come as a surprise for me to say this to some people or it might be very commonplace. Like. A lot of people that I know, or like a lot, I think a lot of girls don't really like your mass monsters, your real muscular guys who are shredded and that sort of thing where their glutes look like two almonds together sort mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, to some degree, like not everyone likes the muscle look. I can remember um, a year or so ago, or maybe, actually no, it would have been longer than that, maybe two years ago, I was chatting with some girl and I happened to... Well, no, we ended up talking about me doing bodybuilding or me training or something. So I sent her this video after, this was after my, I just, I placed second at the Queensland titles in 2019, or second and fourth. And um, in the two divisions I did. And the next day I was on the bike and I got off the bike uh, from doing my cardio. And I had like, after my show, because obviously 16 to 20 weeks of dieting, 
I was really lean and then after having a little bit of a refeed, it just helped my body so much. So I took a video of my quads and they were just, you know, very lean, very, you know, like separated. Quads are your muscle here. So your thigh your muscles, yeah. 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 So yeah. I took a photo or a video of them like flexing, probably the leanest my legs have ever been and they were looking pretty good in my opinion. And anyway, I showed this girl this. First thing she said to me was yuck. Mm. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, you know, so it's like sometimes I think because I think a lot of people, especially, I think more so guys, I think the average man thinks, oh, if I get a six pack and I'm all tan and I'm all jacked, you know, girls will really like that sort of thing. But not all girls do. Yeah. Obviously, it's like there's different strokes for different I folks. So, you know, certain people like, you know, skinny men like really muscular men like overweight men all these sort of things Absolutely. everyone's got their preferences and yeah. got their things so i'm not saying don't go to the gym and don't train and don't get muscular and, and look the way you want to look because you know it's not going to attract girls the fact is it probably will it probably won't you never know so but there will be a type of person or type of girl or and this goes both ways for guys who oh, like yeah, girls yeah, yeah, who are yeah. who are muscular or go to yeah. the gym and that sort of thing and you know it's just that sort of it's it's just what it is you know and so i always say to was like you shouldn't like i'm all all for ha having whatever goal you need to have that's whatever's going to inspire you to go to the gym or to you know, to go for a walk or do any sort of physical activity, whatever goal that might be, whatever's going to work for you, I just, you should do it. You know, if, if it is about looking jacked and tan and walking on the beach in summer and having the, the abs and the chest and the shoulders and the arms, if that's going to, and you want people to go, oh, look at that guy, as you walk past and you want that attention for that reason, then fine. Yeah. If that's going to make you go to the gym every day, if it's because, you know, you're overweight and you, uh, if you just want to be healthy and that's your sort of thing, or you want to be under a certain weight or whatever, or you want to look normal, whatever you classify normal as, then so be it. So all I would say is do whatever you're doing, whatever you choose to do, but do it for yourself yeah. is the biggest thing. Like, yeah. honestly... Um, I, I, I don't think life advice generally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never trained and done. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. I mean, being what I do with bodybuilding, I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, hundred percent honest. I like the attention, you know, I like people commenting and saying, I look a certain way, you know, even if it, I mean, like I said, I get it more from guys, but you know, I'd love it if it was from girls, even though I've got a girlfriend, and I'm hundred percent happy and that sort of thing. I wouldn't even think about going any other way with any other girl. But like, it's nice to be noticed. Mm. It's nice for like the, even the other, even if it's not your partner or whatever, it's nice to be wanted or desired by the opposite sex. Even if, I mean, like there's not a, a like a shred of a point in your sort of head where you'd even think about actually like if some chick was like hitting on you or something, you're not actually going to go because you've got your partner or whatever. You're not going to go, oh yeah, I'm just going to go for her or sort of thing. But, you know, it's nice to be noticed. Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. I think everyone wants to be noticed in some way. I think certain people will say they don't. But I think deep down, if, if you could just snap your fingers and you could look whatever you have in your head of the ideal body, you know, if it's, if it's Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the 70s or it's Sylvester Stallone or if it's Chris Hemsworth or whatever it might be. If you could, if I just go, okay, tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and you're going to look exactly how you want to look. I don't think any person would say, no, that's not for me. 
I'm not going to do that. If you just say, you don't have to do anything, just go to bed, wake up, look in the mirror, and you'll be sweet. If you could say that, I think everyone would say yes. My mind goes to, oh, you have to maintain it though. Yeah. Like, so, it's, it's an... but let's let's take that out. If it was just a hypothetical, right. that, that would just stay that. Well, way. sure, I I agree. I think I think like it's absolutely fundamental as human beings to be like accepted and loved in our tribe, right? Like there's mm. something really primal about yeah. um, people liking us. That that matters a lot, and um, yeah, yeah, and how we look is a, a big, you know, that's a dimension <clears> of that. Yeah. So. But it's, you know, it is, it is what it is. And like, I've always, you know, um, sort of, I suppose I'll get this off the topic of being just about looks and, and all that sort of thing. But, um, but like if we like transition, like for me, like if we look at sort of fitness in a way or just health or wellness or whatever you want to talk about, uh, or however you want to phrase it, basically, um, yeah, you've got your you've got your physique reasons why you do it. You've got your I want to lose weight, I want to gain muscle, I want to be stronger, or whatever. I want to look a certain way. Um, and then obviously you've got your performance reasons for why you might want to do it. I want to jump this far, run this far, this fast, whatever. So, um, but I think a big side of you know fitness, and I know I'm sort of just completely changing the subject a little bit here, but um, the 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 side of fitness that I find probably most valuable is just the mental aspect of it. So like for me personally, um, the gym is a constant thing. It's a constant that's never changing. Like no matter how you feel, whether you're, you know, on top of the world, life's great, you're happy, uh, a 40 kilo dumbbell is gonna weigh 40 kilos. It doesn't really give a shit if you're happy or you're sad or whatever. So it's a constant, it's mm-hmm. a constant in your life sort nice. of thing. It's okay. always yeah. there. So it's like if you're depressed, the weights are there to be lifted. If you're happy, the weights are there to be lifted. You know, and this is, you know, take it however you want, you know, the, you know, the driveways to be run, whatever. It's a constant that never changes. It doesn't care of what your emotions are or where you're at or yeah. whatever. So for me, it's, it's a constant in my life. And it's, it's honestly therapy. Like yeah. some, some yeah. days it matters like very little to you know what uh like why you're in the gym training yeah like maybe not maybe 80 percent of the time you're you're in the gym to get jacked to get swollen, to get fit to get lean whatever it might be and there's a chunk of the conversation that's actually missing here i recorded this podcast on my laptop i use quicktime recorder i didn't realize that it just stops recording part way through without really letting you know the picture kind of freezes but um unfortunately a chunk of the conversation was lost here before i went hey the picture's frozen i might just see what's happening saved it and went um so i put these little technical difficulty sounds in here and me explaining what's going on conversation picks up again shortly happens another time Later in the thing, I might drop another one of these little technical difficulty things in there. But anyway, hopefully nothing too profound was lost. All right, and we're recording again. We just had a momentary tech check with this new tech setup. Uh, But I just asked you about 
perseverance, determination, root, like how, how, yeah. yeah, how do you do it? How do you stay? How do you just go, all right, I want to go for a jog every morning. Like, or, or what do you do? Okay. How do you, how have you made it a constant? What's what, the, what's my routine? Well, yeah, what's your routine, but how, how do you make yourself keep it routine as well? I mean, is right. it just, like, is it just the, the is, is there a choice there? Is it the prominent, like, What's your... Well, I mean, the thing is, there's there's always a choice. Like, every day you have the option to stay in bed or to get yeah. up in the morning and do whatever. Yeah. For me, it's it's honestly... It all comes back to your why. I think it's probably the most important thing. Like, you can have your reasons for doing it sort of thing, but your why is to, you know, why are you exercising? Yeah, I think so you're right. So, if you've got a strong why, that'll always... Like, for me... If I'm getting ready for a, a show or a competition, there's a very strong why yeah. as to why I'm doing it. Because, you know, in 20 weeks' time, yeah. I've got to be tanned and I've got to be standing on stage. Mm -hmm. So I've got a deadline. I've got this point here. So then yeah. there's a strong motivation to get up at 3 a.m. in the morning and go for an hour's walk or yeah. get on the bike for an hour. So, but as to like how you stay disciplined, honestly, the biggest thing for me is just it's developing the habit. Because one word that I, you know, almost hate hearing all the time is motivation. It's like people go, oh, how do you stay motivated? Or, you know, how do you do that sort of thing? It's like, oh, I just, I don't have motivation at the moment. You know, motivation is just shit, to be honest. Mm -hmm. it, it comes and it goes. That's, that's, the, right. that's the thing. It's not a constant. Yeah. It comes and it goes. One day you'll wake up, you'll be super motivated. You'll go for a 5K run. You'll just feel it. You'll just feel... Yeah. Maybe you watch something. Maybe you watched a podcast of, you know, yeah. Joe Rogan or something yeah. or David yeah. Goggins right or something. Now. Go for a job. Exactly. At the end. So, um, or, you know, it could have been something you saw on TV or it could have been a best mate or something. Um, who comes and gets you or like doing PT with me. Yeah, There's a yeah. reason you're more motivated because there's someone there or whatever. But the fact is, like I can tell you right now, I'm definitely not motivated to train and to do cardio. I told you when we came in, I was up at quarter to four yesterday morning. Mm -hmm. I had to do an hour's cardio before I started my day at 5.30, which mm -hmm. was my first client of the day yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I can tell you when I woke up in the morning, cause I was talking to clients and they're just like, oh, how do you do that? Mm. Like, I just, I couldn't do that. Like going out and pitch black dark and, you know, walking or running for that period. And I said, I had no motivation to do it. It was freezing cold. It was windy. I woke up and literally sat on the edge of my bed and went, and then got up, walked outside, put my shoes on, my jumper on everything got out to the front of the house and just looked outside at this just pitch black mm -hmm. and turned back and looked at the house. It was all lit up and all warm and stuff. <laughs> and I just went, fuck, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I don't want to do this yeah. at all. And I just went, just go, just, you know, the sooner you start, the sooner you finish sort of thing. So it just, it's a, the biggest thing I would say, um, advice I could give anyone is that you just have to form the habit. So it's about forming that habit. It's no different to how like, you so know. So do you have that allocated that like every Friday you're like up at? Not, not necessarily. Okay. So at the moment with what my coach, so I have a coach myself yeah. um, who's over in New Zealand and he mainly just like, uh, I do all my own training stuff. I program all my own training um, when I'm throughout prep and that sort of thing. And that's fine. Um, my coach for me will mainly do my nutrition and just tell me how much cardio he wants me to do based on the uh, photos 
excuse me, based on the photos and the progress that he sees. Yeah. If we're like this, this isn't a case like, so if I'm in off season, I won't do cardio as much. I probably still should to a degree. Um, but I just, I back off of it a bit because towards the end of a prep, you're doing an hour's cardio seven days a week. And then in some cases, so like when I was at the peak of my prep, I was training seven days a week in the gym for about an hour, even hour to two hours a day. Then the first thing in the morning I would get up and I'd do an hour's cardio on whatever cardio machine. Normally I would go on the bike. Some days I'd go for a fast paced walk. So when I'm walking, I call it walking with purpose. It's, it's like you're in a rush at a shopping center trying to get to the other side of the shopping center before it closes, but you're not running. You're fast-paced walking. Uh-huh. I walk like I'm in a rush to get somewhere. Yeah. But to a point that if you saw me walking in the street and I was doing that, you wouldn't stop me. You'd be like, oh, fuck, he's, he's going somewhere. So, um, so I'll do that for an hour every day. Then I train for you know upwards of two hours sometimes. And then straight after training, I do another half an hour of cardio. Okay. So then on those peak days, I could be training probably anywhere from three to four hours a day total. If you added it all up with cardiovascular training and all that sort of thing. Then if I wanted to on top of that, I might even decide to add in some little like um, accessory work, like doing a bit of abs or something. Just purely in an effort to just burn more calories, really. So, and when you're at that level, like you're, you're not running on optimal food. You're depleted of nutrients, really. You've got very little carbs. You're dying on a regular basis. Like some days just sitting on the couch and standing up from the couch, you stand up and you go, and you're trying to catch your breath because you're just exhausted. And it's and then, then you've got to do all that work on top of it. Then you've got to go to work. I mean, I'm very lucky with the, with the work that I do. It mirrors my sport pretty much. Um, I know guys that prep for shows that do laboring. Mm. I couldn't imagine being on a shovel, mm. shoveling all day like that. But then obviously you take that into account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would, you would then, you take that into account of, okay, well, if you're doing that, there's maybe not a strong need for you to be doing cardio like crazy every single day because of your workload at work. So, but like it has to become, the biggest thing is that it just has to become a habit. It has to be, you have to be forced to make it a habit and you have to do it for a certain amount of days before it can become a habit. So there's that sort of, I don't know if it's hundred percent true, but I know that there was a study saying that it takes 66 days to form a habit. Yeah. So that you would have to do something consecutively day in, day out for 66 days. And then you would have formed that habit. No different to brushing your teeth at night or, you know, um, you know, for make having a coffee in the morning or something. It's just something that you do. And that's what it has to become. Mm-hmm. It has to become something that you just do. It's like breathing. It's just a fact that gets scheduled into your day. Yeah. And the fact is like, I'm not saying that it's easy for everyone. Obviously it's easier for some people, but you know, I know people who have crazy, like busy jobs. They might, and then, then on top of it, these certain, like some people, they might be studying as well. They might be at university and then they're studying whatever they're studying. Then they're going to work. Then they're training on top of it, you know? So, and those people I know master, and that's a big thing. If you have limited time during the day, I think you have to become a master of the AM. So you have mm. to be up mm. early. You have yeah. to get used to it. And you have to I think you're right. basically love getting up early. I mean, you might not love it every day, but it just, again, it becomes a habit where, you know, 
Monday morning, you know, I wake up, you might go, okay, I'm getting up at, I don't know, 5 a.m. or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm going to, you know, let's use the fact that you go to a gym. You're going to go to a gym at 5, be there at 5.30. Yeah. Train for an hour or something or 45 minutes or whatever. Leave there before 8.30 or at 8.30. You have a sort of, you know, time limit or something. At that period or 7.30, whenever, um, you're back home. You're ready for work at 8 a.m., whenever it is, or 8.30, whenever you start work. Let's say someone works a normal 9 to 5 sort of thing. And then one thing I always get from people is go, oh, but it's not as easy for me as it is for my friend or as it is, you know, they got much more relaxed time. Oh, of course they can do that. I'm not saying that it's easy for everyone. And I'm not saying that some people have to work a lot harder because of their lifestyle. Like, you know, I mean, uh, you know, if you add on the fact that you've got a family, you've got kids, you've got work, you've got a social life that you still want to have and all that sort of thing. So, and that's fair enough. But it's just like, it is doable. It's like, mm -hmm. I honestly don't care who you are or what your circumstances are. For me, when I get up ridiculously early in the morning and like the earliest I think I've ever gotten up to do cardio is like 2.30 in the morning. It is possible. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to say is that there are 24 hours in a day. I find it very hard to believe that people are nonstop for 24 hours in a day. Okay, you need your sleep. That's important. I'm not going to say sacrifice sleep. I'm not going to be, you know, say, oh, you know, you only need this amount of hours and then you're fine. I honestly recommend seven to nine hours for most people. I mean, that's optimal for health and that sort of thing. Because then if you're looking at fat loss, for instance, I'm not going to go too nerdy with everything. But if you're restricting sleep for a long period of time with fat loss, then, you know, impairment of sleep will cause you to hold on to body fat. Yeah, right. And that's 100% true. Interesting. It's 100% true. So sleep is important. So it's still, it's a factor of, of anything. And the bottom line is, if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll yeah. find an excuse. Yeah. And and yes. I'm not going to say the excuses won't be Is that, is that your quote? That's a good one. No, it probably isn't mine. <laughs> so, but like, it's just, it's like, and I've said to people before, it's like, okay, if, if you're going to the airport, in the morning, yeah. you've got a flight that's at yeah. 6 a.m. in Brisbane. Obviously, we're in Mullaney here. It takes probably an hour and a half, you know, on a good day or something to get to Brisbane Airport or whatever. You've got to be there. Your flight leaves at 6.30. So, you've got to be there like maybe two hours before or something. You know, what, what you're going to do the night before, you're going to have your bags packed. You're going to have everything ready. So, then when you wake up, you just grab it and go. You've got, you know, you know what you're going to have for breakfast because you need to be on time. So people can do it. When they're thrusted into a situation like that, they can do it. Mm. They can get up early and they can do this sort of thing. And look, I mean, if you don't like the AM, then you know you do it in the PM, you finish work and then, and then you go and, and you do your thing. Obviously, the only issue sometimes when you leave it till the end of the day is you've got all day to create an excuse for the afternoon. By the time 6 PM comes around, yeah. you woke you've up- You've done and, a lot. You've kind of earned yeah. going, oh, Nah, do you know what? I don't need to. Today. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah. I mean, I've done it myself, you know, like, and there's different aspects. I mean, I'm very regimented with what I do with training, nutrition and that sort of thing. But then like, um, you know, I was talking to a client the other day, I've got this book that I'm reading and I've been so lazy with reading it and I come up with every which excuse not to read it. And I, cause I want to get it done. Cause then my brother gave me a book for my birthday and I wanted to start reading that. So, um, so I'll be like, oh, you know, I shouldn't read it because I need my sleep. I need to get to bed, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to do it now because I need to do work 
for you know programming for people or I've got to train, I've got to do this. So then you know that's the same thing. I'm using excuses not to do this, and mm. it's it's on a different level to being physically active or whatever or going to the gym but it's the same thing yeah and it's honestly every single time in your head if you allow yourself to you'll create the perfect excuse and it'll be valid it'll be i'm tired you know the kids were up late last night or they didn't go to bed or um you know oh, i really i've got an early day tomorrow i should get to bed early um, no, I can't get up in the morning because I've got to do this. I, I really need to eat before I go to work or mm. I'm not going to have enough time because I've got to do this, this and this. And it'll be valid because you'll, you'll, um, it's, no one's ever come up with an excuse and then, then said to themselves, oh, that's kind of shit. That's not really a good excuse. <laughs> yeah. So, but to be honest, what I think people should do is just be 100% honest with themselves. It's just, and say it like if you have to, I mean, this might sound a bit brutal, but, you know, just be the fact, just go, I'm lazy. That's it. You're, I'm not doing it because I'm lazy. And people, honestly, you don't like hearing that. Like, if, um, if I said that to clients, just like flat out, some people would take it really well, some people wouldn't. Mm -hmm. If someone goes, oh, okay, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, I can't go to the gym or I can never find time or I'm so busy. I finally went, no, no, that's all shit. The fact is that you're lazy and you don't want to do it. People would be like, oh, I'd probably lose a lot of clients doing that because, I mean, the, you know, the truth hurts sometimes. And I've had my coach has said it to me. I, think, I can remember back in, this was probably 2017, I always, you know, I thought, okay, I train with good intensity. I'm balls to the wall when I'm training. And um, I finished a session with my coach and he went, you just don't have that intensity to just, you know, I'm going to just go and do it. And no matter what happens, I don't care. I'm just going to push. And I thought I did. And him saying that to me, I was like, the fuck? I was like, yes, I do. Of course I do. I you know, you know, I, I grew up like this. I grew up on a farm. I do all this hard work. Of course I've got that thing. And I had to literally stop and think and go, fuck, maybe I don't. Mm -hmm. And then every time I rocked up to a session with him, it was, I'll fucking show you. Watch this. I'm going to go until something snaps or, you know, until I can't push no more. I'm going to show you. Watch this. You call, Watch this for intensity. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to shake and quiver and everything. I'm going to do everything I can just to absolutely go mental so then you can deem me worthy or something, you know. So, and it was like, that for me was a big wake up going, maybe I sort of, and that's the thing, you can, you can approach things different ways. When someone says to you, you know, you're this, you're that, you know, look, fact is you're being taken advantage of you're being lazy, you know, you're not being on time, you're doing this, this and this. You can either go, you can either stop and look at yourself and think, am I like that? And question it and going, well, maybe I am. And that's not a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like self-reflection is a huge thing, which I think everyone should do. The moment you think your shit don't stink and, you know, you got everything figured out is the moment you stop progressing in any aspect of your mm -hmm. life, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You can't fall into the, it's like, you know, like someone said, you give someone a stable relationship, a, a comfy house, you know, enough money to get by and they'll sit back and do nothing until they die. Mm -hmm. if, if you, mm -hmm. comfort is a drug, it's 100% a drug. And if you fall into that comfort zone, then you basically just, you're allowing yourself to stop progressing. And one, one thing I love is, you know, I love determined people. 
I love meeting determined people. I love in whatever aspect it is. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care if someone's a, a barber, but they've got a dream of opening up their own own shop. Mm. And it's th- inspiring. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're yeah. determined. Like and those sort of people go, you know, I mean, it could be something. Oh, I'm going to compete at the Olympics one day. You watch me, mm-hmm. or um, you know, I'm going to open my own business, or I'm going to go get a job and I'm going to get this and I'm going to print out a thousand resumes. I'm going to hand them out to everywhere. That's a determined person, or you know, like. One thing I love hearing about people, and this is like, I like to think that I'm like this myself. I think I could always be better. I think everyone could always be better. But like to be proud, but never satisfied. I was talking to my girlfriend about this yesterday morning, actually, when I was out walking. And we're we're just talking about like physique stuff. And like, it's so important to look back and, and see your accomplishments, whatever they might be. I think it's a big thing that no one looks at what they've already achieved in life. Mm. Like no one goes, well, you know, look at this. I've got a happy, healthy family. I've got a good job that I enjoy doing or or that earns me good money. I can go on the weekend and and hang out with my family. I've got good mates, you know. um, It's that sort of thing where you should stop and reflect because sometimes we get too caught up with, I don't have this, no, I don't have this, no, I don't have this. Yeah. So, you know, and then you get too caught up with that and then... Basically, you never stop because when you look back, it's inspiring for yourself. Yeah. If and like, I'm just going to take this to a, a physique level because that's what I know. So if you're looking back, and this is why, like, I mean, I recommend with people that like they take photos of themselves. You know, it's it's uncomfortable to do. I sent my coach video uh, a photo of myself a few months ago, and I was honestly disgusted with how I looked. Which sounds funny for me to say to some people because then. You know, I'll get some clients and, you know, I'm not trying to blow smoke up my own ass here that'll go, oh, I wish I looked like you and I wish I had your physique because, you know, I hate how I look sort of thing, you know. And um, so, but I disliked what I saw. It was not good in my opinion anyway. Um, And I sent it off to him, you know, feeling whatever. The fact is that he's my coach. It's data for him. He's not getting it and going, oh, fuck, that's disturbing to look at or oh jesus kurt you would let yourself go you know even if that was the case one thing i love about my coach in particular is he's honest with me mm. if, if i've put on weight he'll go kurt you've gotten fat and i'll just go oh no i'm bulking no that's not it and then he's like no you've gotten fat he's like we need to cut this back a bit you know what are you doing what are you eating what's going on mm-hmm. it's accountability to someone else but to yeah. cir- circle it back to what yeah. i was talking about before is that like that self-reflection, it's just like if you look back, because sometimes we get so caught up with what's ha- what the future sort of thing or what's what's happening next mm. that, um, you know, or like I've got to land this business deal or this client or whatever. I've got to get more, 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 more money, more profit, more whatever, bigger muscles, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then you look back and you go, shit, you know, I was a skinny little boy when I started doing this or I was overweight or whatever. Again, I'm just looking yeah, yeah. back to fitness and that sort of thing. But um, if you look, then you look at two photos and you go, wow, like, look at me then, look at me now. Imagine another 10 years sort of thing. Yeah. And like, and it's, it's again, I think it can be, it can be sometimes dangerous is if you look at that and go, oh, you know, I'm happy. Like, and I'm going, you know, I'm just going to stay where I am. But, the thing is, like, and I'm. I super, think that's fine. To it do it is fine. Too. Yeah, I mean, like, but, you but have to. It, be. it is. It just, yeah. 
you, you, you stop progressing. Yeah. Like so like the thing is what I love is I love hearing this from people. When someone says to me, like whether it's a friend or if it's a client or whatever, or family member, and they go, oh, look at this. Look how, look at my before and after photos mm. or, or whatever. And they go, oh, look at, you know, or whatever. And they, go, they look at that and they go, but I want more. You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm super proud of that. Yeah, I'm super yeah, yeah, pumped yeah. about that. Cool. But, you know, like, let's get to work. Let's, yeah. you know, let's go a little bit further. You know, yeah. I'm happy with our, like, oh, you know, look how much my legs have changed or my chest has changed. I never thought I could change the shape of my shoulders. I thought I'd always going to have skinny little shoulders. Yeah. And then now I've got these big, wide shoulders and that sort of thing. It's like, and, I, every, and you, get, you look in the mirror every day. That's a big thing. So you, sometimes you don't notice your changes if you're constantly... Like I guarantee, I'm making some notes. I want to because yeah, I, I right. feel like you've there's the, you, you've got like a five keys to success kind of thing. So oh, I don't know um, about that. No, no, no. Anyway, don't let me uh, stop you. Um, I think did Nick and I take before photos as well? Like the very first time that we trained together. That's um, I'm not sure. We've we've, wanna... we've snapped some photos before. Yeah, but like the big thing too, it's like it's just it's uncomfortable. You don't like. I don't like it. I don't like taking photos of myself because I mean, some days you do, some days you don't. And then like I admire people who can post it on Instagram. Yeah, I can't all the time. Like I put up a video on my Instagram the other day, which was a progression that I sent to my coach. I sent it to my coach first, and he praised me. He said, "You're looking awesome. This is good progress." I sent it to my girlfriend. And she said, yeah, you're looking good. I'd said to her before I sent it, I said, please be honest with me. I was like, don't bullshit me. Don't just tell me I look good if I don't look good. I was like, I don't want to hear that shit. I want to know. I want you to say, babe, you're fat or babe, you're this. Or I said, I know I'm not super lean. but just, And then she sent back honest feedback. I was like, oh, yeah, your stomach's come in. You're looking good. You're looking full or whatever. So I want that sort of honest feedback. And... And that helped, and that I had to do those two things, and then I sat looking at it for ages before I even posted it. So, because it was, it was, I don't know if it was fear of judgment or whatever, or if it was, I don't look like the lean people you see every day on social media or on Instagram. So then I had that sort of in my head, and eventually I ended up posting it, and you know, and I got a good, decent you know, amount of support and response from it. So, which is cool. So, like, I always give credit to people who can, who are happy with themselves and they post photos of how they look and they're happy with how they look, mm. you know, even though maybe if we're related to someone who competes, which I think post-show depression is a big thing. When you go from looking really shredded or really lean and your abs are showing and all that sort of stuff mm. and you've got lines in your legs and mm. everything and in your chest and your shoulders, whether you're a man or a woman, doesn't matter. Um, and then you start to eat and you start to put that fluff back on a little bit, which mm. is healthy, which is what you need to do. Just some people go overboard with that. Um, and then you look in the mirror and you weren't what you saw four or six weeks ago. You're a little bit puffier now. And people honestly get real depression from that, eating disorders from that, all sure. this sort of thing. And so. I, I, think, I think that's one of the things... Like, I, I want to get a recipe for, um, like, determination and commitment from you. So that's what I'm trying to put down. But I think that's one of the things that I find really challenging is when I'm 
you know, like you said, oh, if you could have the body mm. that you, whatever body you wanted, and straight away my mind is like, oh yeah, but I've got to work to maintain it. it. Right. And I think like that's, because it, it, I mean, it's so much a mental game, right? Obviously. Mm. And, and like I notice that so much and you'll do things like, all right, this is the last one or whatever. And it's incredible mm. to notice the change in my reserves based on yeah. what I'm thinking is ahead mm. and that kind of thing. Um, but I think I'm often doing, I think I, uh, when I'm doing something, I'm, I'm not in that moment doing it. I'm like, right. I need to do this for my entire life just right. to stay still with this. Yeah. And that's, um, that's, I think that's a big thing that a lot of people like, I mean, we think too far ahead. Yeah. It's like being more present in like the here and now and what's going on. And you know, relate this any way that you want, really. You know, you want to you want to put this towards career or fitness or you know whatever it might be your relationship. If you're like, you, people get so you know, and I'm not I'm not trying to sound you know like super philosophical here or anything like that, but people get so caught up with you know like oh what's gonna happen like if, if it's a relationship or you know where are we headed? Are we moving in together? Are we getting married? Or, or this sort of thing. Or if it's fitness, you know, am I going to look this way? Am I going to whatever? Or if it's business, am I going to be, where am I going to be? So how many times in the, in the future? But the fact is in any of those situations, just being present and enjoying the actual moment of like, you know, if it's a relationship, just enjoying the time you spend with your partner. It's like, who gives a shit totally. where it, where it goes? Yeah. Who cares if, if you get married or not? Who cares if, if you move in together or not? Who cares? What happens? I mean, bottom line is, are you having fun with that person? Do you enjoy their company? Do they make you smile? If you're going to the gym, you know, when you leave or when you finish your session, do you feel accomplished? Do you feel good? You know, um, were you surprised you could do that? You know, sort of thing. And then it's like, if, if you can say yes, yes, yes to all those sort of things, then it's like, then you just focus on that here and now and what's in front of you. If it's a session, if it's a whatever, like honestly, I'll even go about like my least favorite session in the world to do is leg day. I think a lot of people may agree with me on yes, that. I do. Leg work is just brutal. Mm. And I have this routine at the moment, which is just painfully painful. So, and I did it yesterday and like I dreaded doing it all day long. And the fact is when you get to that like if you're doing a workout especially this is one that was it's written out it's there for me my sets reps everything so and you get to a point if you're looking at down this list of what you're doing in this session yeah and you're going oh my god yeah. oh i've got yeah. to do split squats yeah. i've got to do lunges oh fuck yeah. dead. oh and that sort of thing yeah if you just go okay what's first seated leg yeah. curl okay right smash this out let's see how much weight can i do with good yeah. form how much yeah. reps can i do let's see how much i can push this that's done, scratch it off, what's next? Number two, okay, yeah. focus on that, back squats, okay, let's go do that. If you start looking towards the end, like if, if at the start of a session I say to you, we're gonna do this, 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 and this, this, and this, and you go, oh shit, did you say burpees at the end or something like that? You go, oh, that's brutal, I gotta do that totally, at the end. When I'm, when I'm, totally, when and I'm I find finished. that so difficult. And yeah. I know, I, I, uh, years ago I had a job picking tobacco and I remember right. noticing this then because mm. like you just I mean it's very uh, as you imagine it's like just the same thing over and over again right mm. but you'd look and these fields would just go as far as the eye could see and mm. looking at that it's like oh my god this is do all that. so much but all you do is just what's in front of you yeah and like I noticed that really simply mm. then but 
to be honest, with working out, I find that really, really difficult. I think I'm always like, this Worried is going to be finished next. at this. No, 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 no. Like, I just, I need to make it through to here. Oh, and my okay. mind does this calculation mm. when I know, which is, I, I like how you're quite often, you know, I don't know what's coming next. Or, right. but, you know, having said that, also, like, when I do, I also, yeah. like, I'm con- I can do that. So I'm going to, but there's somewhere where my brain goes, oh, no, that's yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, with working out, I find it really difficult to do that. I, the... Which is weird because it's always a fixed time too, yeah. right? So you can just go. Yeah. Like the big thing, like I can remember doing things like um, when I was younger, if it was handing out resumes or if it was handing out flyers, I have like for me, and this might sound funny or surprising, like even now I have such an anxiety around dropping flyers in people's mailboxes. Oh yeah? And the reason being is I like I don't know why I just fear someone's going to come out and be like, "Oi, what are you doing? I don't want that shit. Piss off." Yeah. And then I'm going to be like, "Oh, sorry." And then I'm going to be embarrassed and feel like a dickhead and then walk off. Fact is, never once has happened. Yeah. One time someone came up to me and they said, "Oh, what's this?" And I explained, "Oh, this is, you know, personal training, blah blah blah." And they went, "Oh, sorry, that's not for me." Okay, no worries. Have a good day. See you later. Yeah. And then that was then I said to myself, "That's the worst case scenario." <laughs> <laughs> I used to have to psych myself up yeah, with that. Yeah. You know, like same thing when I was dropping off resumes. I'm like, worst case scenario, they say, no, sorry, yeah. uh, we're not looking for anyone, um, but thank you. And then you go, okay, cool, thanks for your time, and you walk away. And yet you build up this thing. You, it's, it's like you think someone's going to go, oh, piss off, we don't want you here. Mm. And they're going to insult you. It's like, but like, how often does that happen? You know. And I know, like, especially with And teenagers, if it does, how bad is it really? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's never like... It's not like you're going to be crumbled. Like, yet for me, and I don't know if, like, with that, it's a fear of confrontation. I'm not an overly confrontational person, but, like, I don't shy away from it. If, if it happens, it happens. If it's, like, if, if it was a situation where it was a, you know, someone was saying something to my family or my partner mm. or, you know, a friend or whatever, I'm not just going to be the guy who's going to hide in the back of the back of the corner and be like, oh, I don't want to get involved in this. If I have to be confrontational with someone I will if I have to scream and yell or if I have to defend myself or defend a person who's close to me or whatever it might be I'm going to do it I'm not going to go out seeking it and just starting fights for no reason um and I don't seek confrontation in any form I don't like try to aggravate people on the road or anything like that whether I do or I don't who knows maybe I do I don't try to start shit with people in the streets or whatever um I don't try to bother people or try to get into an argument with people. I don't seek it. I don't particularly like it. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> but I don't shy away from it. If it happens, it happens and you're going to get my full force. See, that's about it. Nice. So, um, but I'm not a confrontational person at heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't seek, I don't want it. So then like I get anxiety around it, but then if it happens, it happens. So when I drop off flyers, like I've done all around Mullaney before, all around Witter, down around Lansborough sort of thing. First job I had as a PT, I was working at a gym in Biwa and it was an opening, this gym was just opening and they gave me, they said, here's a big box of flyers. These have to be done. Don't come back if they're not done sort of thing. They have to be handed out. Um, I don't particularly like this gym. I won't name and shame them too much sort of thing. It's plus fitness. But anyway, um, I, I did so many flyers 
I chucked the rest in the bin and I walked back and I said, there you go, they're all done. And they were like, oh, great, well done. Now take this lot. I'm like, oh, fuck. So they're like train stations, put them on people's car. And that's the worst thing for me. Is like, I was like, under the, uh, under the windscreen yeah. wipe. And, and I always think to myself, it's like, oh, it's like, how do you respond when that happened? Oh, what's this shit? And then like, maybe sometimes though you do get, you go, oh, that's interesting. And it's, it's a good thing. Other times, you know, I did so many people's cars that I saw people driving past me with a flyer flapping <laughs> on the windscreen. I did that many. I went to like Landsborough train station, did every single car in the car park there. Yeah. I thought, oh, who cares if they're going to work for the next week or something? I'm going to have the, a flyer here waiting for them. And then all I could think about the whole time when I was doing it is someone's, everyone's watching me. Everyone's going, what's that shit? What's he doing? And I get in my own head. My biggest problem, I feel is that I overanalyze shit too much. Mm. I'm getting mm. deep here now. No, no, yeah. <laughs> but I overanalyze shit too much. I overthink things. I create problems for myself that aren't there. And I do that in all aspects of business, yeah. whether it's relationships, yeah. whether it's whatever. There's nine times out of 10, never an issue. Yet I create an issue because I start thinking, oh, well, what if this means this? And what if this means this? Sure. And if I do this, like I was saying to like, sometimes I sit down and do programming for people. I spend an hour just sitting there thinking, okay, what am I going to write this person? Yeah. You know, oh, should I be doing this? Or should I, you know, should I be giving them home sessions? Oh, but will they do it or not? I overthink it too much. Sure. And, and, and look, I think that it's, that's not very human. It's very Western. Right. And I think, I, yeah. Yeah. But I also, the, the theme that I'm hearing there, as well as like overactive monkey mind, is also, um, it's, all, it's, it's about, uh, it, it's a social thing. How, mm. What are people going to think? It's got nothing right. to do with your ability or what you're doing. And I can really yeah. relate to that. Yeah. Two, I sort of like, I realize the thing I worry about in my profession, in my work, mm. is how I'm going to be received or thought of. Right. Like that causes me much more concern mm. than the job I'm going to do. Yeah, the actual which content. Is kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and um, <clears throat> that it, it's actually debilitating. Mm. Like, like it decreases my um, performance yeah. in my work because I'm worried about a social dimension and if people are going to like me or think whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's 100% true. And like, I think I think that's probably relatable for a lot of people. Mm, mm. Is that like, you know, um, you just, you're constantly concerned about what other people think. And I, power to people, honestly, and I wish I was more like that, to people who just don't give a shit. Like, who's, yeah. got, who's got that attitude where, yeah. I mean, like, you've got to have compassion for, for your fellow yeah. humans. And you, you've got to be, you know, this sort of thing. But like, so the fact is like, you know, I'm going to do this. And if you don't like it, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's like, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. create, you know, totally. I'm going to go after this. And, you know, I'm going to create this. I know it's good. Yeah. I know I've worked hard for this. Yeah. Um, and if, if, if you don't like it, then that's fine. I don't care. And I think a lot of people probably need to adapt to that sort of thing where like we think too hard that like, you know, oh, if I do this, how's it going to be perceived or what are people going to totally. think? You know, are they, are they yeah. going to judge me? Am I going to be an outcast? Is it going to work? You know, um, should I really play the safer option or should I really be doing this? Or like maybe more people like this, I should do this, but I'm more passionate about this, but I don't know if I should be doing it because, and you know. So. I think as you get older, you just get better at that. I think so, yeah. yeah. And some people get it earlier, which is good. But yeah, you're right too. Some people have that, but without the compassion thing and they're just assholes. Yeah. It's just, um, 
But like my favorite person for that is David Goggins. Yeah. That is a man who yeah. don't give a shit what people think about him. Yeah. People say, oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. And he's an inspirational yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. And he's a tough man. He's a, yeah. he's a, he's a hard person. Yeah. So, but like, he's got that attitude, you know, like, cause I'm like, I remember, you know, him saying, oh, I have the pillow when his partner was filming him out for a run and someone asked him a question of something like, oh, you know, what do you do when, um, when people say this or they have negative response or people tell you, you shouldn't do this. And his response is, oh, fuck people. You know, that's yeah. his attitude. Yeah. He's just going, you know, like people can say whatever they want. I don't give a shit. People can tell me that I train too much. People can tell me, oh, it's not good for you. You're going to get degeneration in your joints and that sort of thing. It can't be good for you to run that amount of time or still be pushing or whatever. And he's just, you know, big middle finger to him and just going, oh, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because that's me. That's what I'm about. And like, and I think like, obviously, you know, not to, everyone should adapt full Goggins mode and just be, have that, you know, don't give a shit attitude. But I think, like the moment that you stop worrying about what people think, you probably get this whole realm of clarity and this, oh, this totally. feeling of just being yeah. free yeah. to do what yeah. you want. Because as yeah. soon as like when you're, you're, you know, you're crowded by other people's opinion of you, whatever that might be, whoever that might be, whether it's how they think of you, you know, of how you look, you know, their opinion of, you know, you're an whatever person or you're a you know like my big thing is like you know it's like i mean i don't classify myself or i don't go around saying i'm a bodybuilder i mean technically that's my sport and that's what i do so maybe yeah you could say i fall under that bracket but when i, I don't go oh yeah i'm a bodybuilder because then people will think oh well you're not very they think a bodybuilder is this big massive dude who's got big square shoulders big ass legs that's a bodybuilder big dude you know the fact i always say i'm a men's physique athlete because it's a different um, it's a different uh, category. Mm-hmm. So it's a different shape. It's a different mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So um, because then again, around that subcategory of being a bodybuilder, then you get the stigma and the and the sort of like assumptions made about you. You use steroids, or you know, you you do this, or you're very selfish, or whatever the sort of thing is, and like. So, and honestly, to be able to say, I don't care. If you think, you know, it's going, okay, yeah, I do this. I'm proud of what I do. I'm not your typical bodybuilder or whatever. And it's like, I don't do these things. I don't have this personality that you presume all bodybuilders have. I'm not egotistical or anything like that. Like you may think everyone is. And then all that, you know, people who are big and have muscles are assholes and they're like, are like mean, violent people because, you know, they're big, strong guys so they can smash anyone or whatever. That They got this mentality. The amount of bodybuilders I know are probably like out of any sport I've done over my years are probably some of the nicest people I've ever met and the most like the community around like fitness in general. Yeah. But like around getting better like going oh mate you've improved heaps from your last show you know oh good to see you again like oh i can't wait to see you on stage or i can't wait to see what you've done like oh this is great there are in any sport or in any aspect of life there are going to be people who do fall into the the category of what they are of of a egotistical asshole basically who's who thinks he's top shit and thinks he's better than everyone else because his his shoulders are bigger than the rest of the his his you know his 
fucking town or whatever. Yeah. You know? That you mentioning that <clears throat> reminds me, I used to collect comics when I was young. And mm. I think it was like in Archie's or something. And it was right. selling a product, which I guess was a protein shake or something. I don't know. Mm. But the campaign was, and I saw this in multiple things. Mm. It was kind of a, um, I don't know, like an archetype kind of thing that existed where there's the skinny guy on the beach with his girlfriend and the muscly mm. guy comes and kicks sand on his face. Oh, yeah, 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 I've seen And those. then he goes and works out and he's muscly. Um, and the girlfriend goes after him or something like that? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> even know. It's just the, like, um, men, like, muscly men will kick sand in your face, so you need right. to be a muscly man. That yeah, was like an exactly. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you're a weak, yeah. girly man if you yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. big muscles yeah, and that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Oh, like, the amount of guys that I know that are, like, you know... These huge dudes, yet you'll see them with their cat on their lap and they're napping with them and they're stroking them and these yeah, huge yeah. guys with these little tiny animals yeah. and like they've got the, the biggest hearts. And I'm not saying like one thing I love is meeting people that don't fit the stereotype. Mm, like like when you meet someone who's, I don't know, say a rugby player and you think, oh, well, he parties and does drugs and sleeps with as many girls as he can and pisses in his mouth or whatever else that they do. And then you meet them and they're completely different. They're these nice, caring people. Or like, oh, he's a businessman, so he's got no time for anyone else and he's not. Yet then you meet him and he's very compassionate. He's a nice person. He's willing to help. He's willing to sit down with someone who's just started and show them the ropes Mm -hmm. and say, hey, look, this is what I did. This is what you should do. Here's your step-by-step plan. Or, you know, like who's an athlete who um, like... One big thing I love is like when you when you said like they have that whole that saying you should never meet your heroes because oh, yeah. often they'll let you down. Yeah, yeah. But then when like I haven't met many celebrities that I or you know sportsmen that I um, follow or respect or you know like or anything like that. I've not met many, um, so I can't really have a comparison. That, but I know people who have met like who have loved these singers or whatever their whole life, and they meet them. And they're just assholes to them. And then mm. they then it just ruins their expectation. But when you meet someone who's like, let's say a famous actor, and you the assumption is they don't give a shit about the general public. They're very much about themselves. I suppose that's probably maybe the stereotype that a lot of us have around celebrities like that. Going, oh, well, like they're all about how they look and, you know, what they're doing and what they're wearing and blah, 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 mm. blah. Who they're sleeping with now sort of thing. But then when you meet someone who like who is a celebrity who takes time to take photos with the fans and who who talks to people and, and generally cares about them and says, you know, and realizes that, well, without you, I'm actually nothing. And that's a big thing I think we need to remember with a lot of people that have these big statues is that without their fans, they are legit zero. And I said to someone, it would be interesting if one day we all just went, OK, we don't watch movies anymore. We don't watch movies. We don't listen to music. It doesn't exist what would happen to that genre? It's just like there wouldn't be a need for it. So then, I mean, half these people have enough money that they're set for life now anyway. But now they're not making movies anymore. They're either sitting at home doing nothing or if they're a a lower level actor, they've now got to get a normal job because acting's not a thing. Acting and singing is not a thing anymore. Entertainment is not a thing anymore. We entertain ourselves or whatever. So it'd be interesting, like just what I just think, in my opinion, what would happen if that was a... Mm. A, that, a hypothetical or whatever it's a weird thing I know yeah but for that it just you know it's one of those things there is too there's a whole another kind of level of celebrity when celebrities are caught consistently being very human and compassionate and yeah. um, 
yeah, suddenly it's like, wow. And, and we really kind of bring them up to a whole exactly. new level of going, yeah. wow. It's like, oh, they're, yeah. but they're just being a normal yeah. person. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like, oh, they're just being considerate. They're just being kind. But yeah, oh, I'm going to put you on an even bigger pedestal mm, now. Mm, so, mm. but, um, but yeah, interesting. Cool. Kurt, I want to do something that's purely self. No, it's, well, yes, I want to do it for myself, nice. but for my listeners as well. Yeah. Which is, I want to lose weight. I, so from when I turned 30, I kind of went up from 75 to 85. And then um, I reached kind of 90. Right. Um, I guess about before I started working out. Mm. And now I'm somewhere between 85, no, 86 and 89. Yeah. And it kind of seems to be sitting around there. Right. Which is an improvement and that's good. Yeah. But I think I'd like, and I mean, I know this, but, you know, last Monday you had me carrying a 20 kilo ball at my tummy Mm. and doing stuff. And it's just like, wow, 20 Mm. extra kilos is so much. Yeah. No, I don't want to lose 20. I want to lose 10. I want to get down below 80 again. Yeah. Um, And so I've kind of, I've made my notes from our talking of what I I think is the five point determination kind of thing. But I want to clear. Okay. No. So I want to ask specifically, this is what I think I should do. Right. I think I should daily get up at five and do a half an hour of, and I was going to see if I could get you to help me come up with something. Like I think a jogging every second day is going to be good. And then maybe some kind of weight workout thing. Is that a good idea for us? So what I, I think, I think I need to, like, I think I, it needs to be in my calendar. This is what I'm doing. Right. Yep. And yeah. I, I can do 5 a.m. I know I can. Yeah. Um, and every day but Monday, because Monday I'm here with you at 7.30. That's all right. Yeah. Do you reckon that's enough? Half an hour? Or well, I mean, yeah, it depends. The week? It depends on, like, ultimately, like, you could do say, you know, your cardiovascular work, for instance, of doing whatever you enjoy. I mean, if it's running, if it's on a push bike, if it's whatever, you know, cardiovascular is just really determined on anything that's going to elevate the heart rate and keep it there. Honestly, I I do a lot of work with heart rate when I'm doing my own cardio stuff because, like, the fact is you want to really have your heart rate between 130 and 150 beats per minute Mm -hmm. consecutively for say, for at least 30 minutes, you know, 30 minutes or more. So, because anything less than that is not really gonna give you the cardiovascular benefit that you want. I mean, as for activity and as for weight loss- And when you're talking about cardiovascular benefit, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. So that's like, yeah, just strengthening your cardio system basically is what we're talking about. But but that- But if you're talking about just purely fat loss, if you want fat loss, it doesn't matter because it's it's activity. If you're walking, even at a slower pace, right. yeah. you're going to be burning calories. Yeah. So, but you know, you could do a fast. I always, if I'm going to walk, it's going to be a fast-paced walk. So that way, right. I am burning a bit more calories. It's more of a workout. It's not just okay. a leisurely walk. Yeah. So, but like honestly, when we talk about um, you know weight loss per se, if the goal is whatever, and it's probably going to be no surprise to you that I'm going to say this is that um, it's got to come down to nutrition. 
That's the biggest thing. And honestly, right. like okay. I, I've said, like my, so if I said this, this is how I go about myself, go about right. if I want to start losing weight. Yeah. If it's for a show, this is what I'll do. Mm-hmm. First things first is just to clean up the diet. Okay. Whatever it is, figure out where you're going wrong, what you're doing. You know, do you have periods where you excessively binge? How good is your nutrition in the day to day? Are you all over the place? Are you fairly consecutive and consistent with everything? So yeah. first things first is just eliminate the, the junk. If you're eating a bit of junk food often or even you know more often than you'd like, then just try to start with having cleaner, more, you know, better options. And Adrian here has told me get rid of the five whites, which is sugar, um, bread, rice, maybe potato. Do you, do you recommend getting rid of... Um, not... No? No, not okay. at all. Honestly, okay. like, I eat white rice all the way through my prep. Okay. Yeah. I, I get, you know, sub 5% body fat. Maybe it's not rice, maybe it's pasta, actually. Maybe it's all pa- the Pasta's carbs. going to be higher in carbs. It's yeah. much more yeah. carby than rice, but yeah. like, past, like, and white potato is not bad. Okay. Yeah. White potato is incredibly high in potassium. It's actually a lot higher in potassium than what most people think, and that's going to be a great thing for recovery. Okay. The biggest thing, like, um, when it comes to nutrition, so, I mean, one thing I do recommend, actually, is heading over to my website. All right, yeah. KFPFitness.com. Yeah, KFPFitness, yep. So, what I've just finished and I posted is a six-part series or articles on how to set up a nutrition plan. Okay. I've put through, and they're all in fairly easy to read, not extremely lengthy articles. So, anyone who wants to check this out, Right. It is on my website there. Right. So it's kfbfitness.com. A bit of a plug here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's appropriate. And, okay, and you've actually got a I've nutrition got, plan there. and that's, not, not so much a nutrition plan. It's just more so educating on how to, how set to, up, create, how your how to create your own. Right, so cool. not being yeah. reliant on yeah. a personal but trainer. But that's a little kit. If I go through if there... If you go through there, have... it's just all different things. Yeah. I do like carbs versus fat. What's yeah. a better option? You know, yeah. um, energy balance. Uh, how to overcome plateaus. Yeah. Um, how to actually set up, how to do your nutrition plan, what you need to do for protein, carbs, and fats. What's, so what's at, good, you know, At the end of that, will I have like, could I like make up you can make, you know, a dozen meals and be like, this is what I'm eating? Yeah. So yeah. it depends. Like, so what I'll normally do with most of this stuff, it's all around like setting up your calories and your carbs, fats, and proteins to figure out like the actual, how much do you need? And then... A big thing is using, like, that's really useful is you use these apps, a very common app that I use and that I put all I my um, clients on time, yeah. is called Chronometer. Yeah, yeah. which so, is kids track your steps. So Chronometer is um, a nutrition log. It's like oh, my okay. fitness pal. So right. my fitness pal is probably the more popular one that most people know. Yeah. Um, but Chronometer is just a bit more user-friendly. It's just a bit easy to use and it tracks your micronutrients better than, than what... Um, than what my fitness pal does. I don't, I don't want to get like I don't want to be like calorie counting and I, like I'm I'm not. See, honestly, I you, want it to be easy. It's it honestly is like when you set this sort of stuff up, and I'm not saying like because the big issue sometimes when people do their own stuff. Yeah. And like I'm not saying that you can't lose weight without tracking. Yeah. Because you definitely can. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I said, if you just be a bit more mindful of what you eat. Make sure you get like protein in every meal or just about every meal um, and you're, you're eating enough. But sometimes when you don't track, I'm not saying you have, and tracking is not something you have to do for the rest of your life. Some people I know have such resentment towards tracking. 
But then when they actually started doing it, they actually started enjoying it and they were interested about, oh, what foods have this amount? Right. But let's say you might track for like a couple of days every so often. Like maybe you do like two days a week, maybe Monday, Friday, you decide to track. Mm-hmm. And then all the good thing about tracking does is sometimes when people eat, they don't realize how much they eat. Mm. Then when you actually put it down into a thing of them, you go, okay, this is exactly how much I'm having. I'm having this amount of this and this and this and this. And these things are super easy to use. You, you scan a barcode or you type in what it is and bang, it's up there. It's, it's easy. You know, if you've got like, if you're having oats or something, you just beat, scan the barcode and then you put however much into a bowl and it's, it's there. It takes five seconds to do. So how much of my food is barcoding. So I'll be like, it doesn't have to be. You just, you know, if you're yeah. having organic stuff, you just type in whatever the food is called. So you do that, and sometimes the reason why I recommend that for for some for most people is because it just shows you like, and it's not something you have to do all the time. Maybe you do it every so often just to make sure you're in check. Maybe you do it once or twice, and you set yourself up. Once you've got it sorted, you stop tracking. You just follow what you've been yeah. eating. Yeah. So you can do it like that. Yeah. So, so that's just to have the awareness. Like yeah, I've done that with budget before, sort of spend a month. Honestly, like, figure out you exactly can, where the money's going. It's the same. Like what, what you touched on just then is exactly like how I explain it to a lot of people. If you, you need to start viewing your calories like your bank account, mm. you know, and that's the big thing. Like that's where like tracking can be good because if, um, and I always say to people like, look, you know what? It's good to look at more so like your calories over a weekly period. Yeah. So that way you don't have to stress about hitting the perfect numbers every single day. If one day you're a bit over, next day you're a bit under, it doesn't matter. As long as at the end of the week you're getting, say, 18,000 calories a week or something like that. And you're hitting your carbs, fats, and proteins for the week. You're hitting that. You're, you're good with that. So then you can be a bit over. And the thing is like, and then if, you're, if you've got a big weekend plan, let's say you've got a night out with the boys or something like that and you're going to drink and you're going to eat a bit of shit. You can plan for that or budget for that mm-hmm. during the week by putting calories aside for that weekend that you know. I mean, like you're not going to know exactly how much mm-hmm. you're going to eat mm-hmm. or drink that night. Yeah, yeah. So you might say, okay, every day I'm going to eat maybe 500 calories less. By the end of the week, you know, you've got two and a half thousand calories in the bank that you can play with. Where And then you'll still hit yeah. your total at the end of the week. So that's one way to go about it. But like honestly... Um, that's not the answer I wanted. That sounds like a lot of work to me still. So it's it's more simple than you think, to All be right. honest. Like in, in my opinion, it's it's really like the I think the concept of it or the idea of it sounds complicated, but then when you actually go into All it right. and do it, like um, but like I said, the biggest thing is if you get that sorted, right? Yeah. And so you recommend this chronometer app? Chronometer, it's yeah. very easy to use. Right, it's it's cool. not very complicated. Right. You just, you get it through, you punch in your numbers. And like I said, don't stress about having to do it weekly. Well, see, I've got no, like, I'm very ignorant on nutrition. I don't know, other than eggs, what food has proteins and, and all right. of this kind of thing. But are you saying I'll just put in the food and it's mm. going to... It's going to tell you. It'll show right. you how much is in it. Right. And like the big thing is, you don't have, like you do might I need do to it. weigh my meal or can I be like... It, you don't have to weigh it. Obviously, yeah. if you do weigh it, you'll be more accurate yeah. with it. That's the big thing. That like the whole thing with like this sort of stuff, it's all about like it's all accuracy. Like I weigh pretty much every meal I have, right. just about. It, and honestly, for me, it doesn't take much effort. Like if I'm having breakfast in the morning and I'm weighing out, like you know, I'll do like for instance, my current breakfast is a hundred mil of egg whites, two eggs, and then offside that on a separate bowl or a separate plate will be 75 grams of oats, 
uh, and 75 grams of mixed berries with 20 grams of protein powder. Wow, right, yeah. right. It for me, it's like okay, put it on the scales, zero it, pour 75. Yeah. Okay. Put that in the microwave. Yeah. Mills. I think I have a scale two there. eggs. Put it okay. in. Okay. What do so, you do with your egg yolks? Huh? I just oh, I, I buy liquid egg whites. Oh, so okay. it's yeah. easier for me because that's like a shake. Then no, it just like I just get frozen you, how egg do you, whites. How do you eat them then though? So basically, so with what I have at the moment, so like I'll just. So I have these egg whites, and unfortunately up here, they don't seem to sell egg whites. I always have to get them down in Caloundra or something. Uh, when I visit yeah. my girlfriend, I'll just go to Woolies down there, and I'll get these. They used to sell them at the Woolies up here, these frozen egg whites, but they don't now for some reason. If anyone knows where I can get them up in Mulaney, that'd be great. Um, so besides, yeah, besides actual, um, besides obviously just because i don't like the idea of wasting the yolks and people go oh just keep them and you can use them for baking and stuff i go well i don't bake i don't bake cakes and all that sort of thing so i'm never going to use them they're just going to be frozen yolks in my freezer so um i don't like wasting eggs either so so basically i've always just bought these liquid egg whites just easier so that way all i'll do is i'll pour them in till i get my 100 ml or 100 grams same thing and then i'll crack my two eggs in the same bowl and I'll whisk it up mm. so then it becomes like scrambled eggs mm. pour it into a pan and then I'll just scramble it right, so or you can omelette it it's more yeah you can omelette you can do whatever the hell you cool. want yeah so that's how I'll do that so for me it doesn't take any more time to put it on a scale and weigh it than it does just to get the stuff out and pour it and go yeah it's about 100 crack yeah. the eggs in so for me it's not really maybe at first it feels time consuming and it feels like it's going to take the whole party a day Honestly, I think if anything, I'd probably save, if I wasn't doing it, I might save about five seconds or something yeah. from that prep. But like, um, Look, it's just doing to... something new too. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to learn this. And like, I know how to run. If I could just run at 5am, it's like, yeah. I don't need to But see, like the big there. thing, like obviously there's, there's many ways to skin a cat. So, yeah. you know, there's many ways to lose weight. But and, I, yeah. and like, and, but like the big thing that all of them come back to the bottom line is, and this is not news to anyone, that you have to be at a caloric deficit or at a calorie deficit. So simply meaning your energy that you burn or the calories that you burn in a day has to be greater than the calories you consume in a day. Mm -hmm. So, and then there's all these sort of things, like a big thing that I talked about in my, one of my later articles about like overcoming plateaus is that when one thing that happens, if you've been in a prolonged period of dieting or in a deficit for a long time, you'll notice your body will start to slow down. And it's a survival mechanism yeah. where you'll start to, without even knowing it, you'll start to you know, want to move less, you'll sit more, you'll fidget less. Yeah. So you'll start burning less calories because your body's trying to <coughs> conserve energy. It's trying to slow you down like to keep you alive because going we're burning too much and we're not taking enough in yeah so we need to slow down so that we can survive and the whole thing is the bottom line is your body is amazing at keeping us alive yeah people panic like for instance i've spoken to people before about mouth taping when you sleep to help strengthen your diaphragm to put um, micropore tape yeah so which so is like breathe, to force you to breathe through your nose force you to breathe through your nose and you put it on whilst you sleep and people go oh, what if i suffocate I'm just going, if you do struggle to breathe, then just take it off. Yeah. It's like, or you'll wake up and take it off. So what, what's the, 
what what's the benefit of that well it's so basically when you breathe through your nose your diaphragm has to contract so nasal breathing is reflexively tied to diaphragm contraction breathe through your mouth no so if i chest breathe if i breathe through my mouth then it's, it's breathing through my chest so and your diaphragm like you'd be surprised at the things you can correct just by breathing through your nose and using your diaphragm more so um give me some examples some examples yeah. of benefits. The benefits of, yeah. Right. So breathing. like a big thing is sometimes you can have stiffness or tightness through joints and that sort of thing. And like it's, the response is going to be different from person to person. Okay. But like we've done, I've done an exercise with um, clients before where we test like their rotators or the length of their hamstrings when they're sitting down. And then I get them to do this breathing exercise that I got shown by um, coach Eugene uh, Tio, who's a, a trainer in Melbourne um, or is a coach. So, um, Anyway, um, we go through this and we do such amount of reps, such amount of sets of this breathing and then retest these positions. And like I said, it's different from person to person, but some people improve their mobility, their flexibility wow. yeah, just right. from breathing better. Interesting. And then a big thing is like if you breathe through your chest, basically you're doing this. So if you're chest breathing, what, what's happening is you're breathing with what's called... lifting his shoulders is what this is. <laughs> yeah. So you're breathing um, with what's known as your accessory muscles. So you're breathing through your pec minor, right. you're breathing yeah. through your neck and your upper traps and all yeah. these muscles around here. I'm not going to go too nerdy with what all the muscles are called. Yeah. But um, so what's happening, the biggest thing is you're facilitating reps by having this elevation of your yeah. shoulders going up and down, up and down. You're facilitating reps. And what that does is that mapping from the brain to those accessory muscles is very, very clear because they elevate and they use them to breathe. You're not... So your prime mover in your, with your, your breathing is your diaphragm. That's the prime mover. That's the main, that's the number one breathing muscle is your diaphragm. But then we have accessory breathing muscles with all these little muscles around here. So let's say, for instance, if I'm like elevating my shoulders, I'm breathing through my chest. My chest is rising and falling however many times a day for how every breath you take. So then if I go to do, say, a side lateral where I'm raising my arm out to the side, trying to work my shoulders here, my medial uh, deltoid, then as I'm doing that, I get a burning in my upper trap. I'm getting this sort of feeling up here, which is not where I want it. I want it down in here. The reason being that's going to fire and switch on because the brain is so used to activating that muscle because I breathe with it. Mm. So then your body gets used to using these accessory muscles yeah, right. instead of using what you need to so use. So your diaphragm is the one that is built to be used for it. It's the yeah. right thing to use. And but it's, you're kind of, and you're all, kind of like compensating yeah. for not and using it, it and then you, it's like when you're compensating for an injury, you're, you're creating yeah. pain and stress through in these parts of your body, yeah. which is your shoulders. And exactly. Your so... And cool. the thing is like, um, and then obviously your diaphragm is, is tied in with your core. So if you've got a weak diaphragm, you've got a weak core. Mm. You've got a weak core, you've got a weak lower back. Mm. You know? That's such a weak lower back. So, and then there's things like, if I'm setting up for say a back squat, if I've got a barbell on my back and I'm mm. gonna squat down to the ground and I set up and like, the thing is you can mouth breathe if you know how to contract your diaphragm through doing that. But if I'm about to do a squat, and I go, and I take a deep breath in through my mouth, and I don't know how to contract my diaphragm, the biggest first thing that's gonna happen is my chest is gonna lift up, which then is ultimately probably gonna cause my pelvis to anteriorly tilt, 
So like sort of like sticking your bum out. Mm -hmm. And then I'm gonna squat down. What I've got is this curvature of my spine mm -hmm. that's put my back into an arch. Mm -hmm. And now I'm gonna squat with that, with that lifting my chest up. And I've, I've basically I've flared my rib cage up, which when you do that, you can feel it arches your back. Mm -hmm. So then your back has now got this curve in it, this mm -hmm. big curve in it. And then you add, let's say you've got 100 kilos on your back and then you're squatting down to the ground with this curve in your spine with your chest up. A lot of loading on your lower yeah. back and yeah. on your spine and yeah. in those individual discs. So it's a lot of... And then learning how to just fill that belly out, out through the side. Like I said, you can do it through your mouth, but to teach people to start with... And a lot of time when I do weightlifting at the gym with people, I'll always tell them to set up with a breath in through their nose. So before you start... Breathe in, then tight with your abs, and then start the movement. Mm -hmm. So, because it's going to basically, when you start to strengthen your diaphragm, you're going to have a stronger um, a stronger core. A big thing too, as well, is it, it helps with vasodilation or blood flow. When you can breathe better, you get better blood flow. And it, it's a common occurrence that when people do regular breathing exercise, and they learn to breathe through their nose, in men more so, obviously in men, it's, it's not uncommon for them to wake up with an erection in the morning because they've got good blood flow. People think that like when people take, like say um, they're taking steroids and it can be a byproduct of steroids is that you get um, erectile dysfunction because your red blood cell count gets larger. So your blood gets thicker. So then you can't get blood to that area as sufficient. And people think, oh, it's a lack of testosterone or whatever. But the fact is Viagra and Cialis are just, they help with blood flow. Right. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. They're not a magical thing that it just helps blood flow better to that area. That's what those pills do. I've known people that have taken that sort of stuff before they go to the gym to get a better pump because it helps right. with blood flow to the muscle. Right. I mean, the fact is they're walking around training with a boner, but they're going to get a good pump in their biceps <laughs> as they do it, you know? So, but that's what those things do. So then when you strengthen your breathing, you can also get better blood flow to your extremities. And it can be, when you translate it to women, so some, a lot of women, especially around their sort of menstrual cycle, can get random bruisings wherever. And they just wake up with, with bruisings here, here, here. Yeah. So then sometimes better breathing can just create better blood flow to these extremities or these parts of your body, yeah. which then ultimately prevents that sort of bruising, yeah. which it can happen just randomly. So... There's so much, I mean, like there's literally a whole lecture here just along breathing alone. Yeah. And it's such an overlooked part that we do every day. Like it's, it's a simple thing. Like I've gone out before and scared the shit out of my neighbors with having tape across my mouth and going for a walk. Yeah. Right. So, so just some normal masking tape? Or no, so it's micropore tape is what it's called. Okay. You get it from the chemist? You can get it from the chemist, yeah. yeah. So normally in any sort of first aid kit, yeah. you'll have it. So the thing with micropore tape is that it's porous. Yeah. So that like there's little holes sort of things in yeah. it, like very micro holes. So you could still breathe through it, but so you could still breathe through so it. You're not. So yeah. it's um so and it and doesn't sweat. Like if you were to put normal masking tape on, yeah. it would sweat and it would yeah. fall off. Especially yeah. a very like I said to people, a very simple way. And there's like if you go on and do your study about like mouth taping, there's a numerous amount of studies that say how the benefit of it can help with sleeping, prevent snoring. So you do it for sleeping or, and for a workout. I don't all. I don't really but, do it for a workout but, myself, okay. but you could do. I mean, like people. If you wanted to improve, if you want to improve it, like the easiest way to do it, because you want it to be an a unconscious thing. Yeah, sure. Like when, like you don't want to have to always go. Oh, that's right. Okay, we're back again, and unfortunately, I have discovered that it does 
I, I don't know why, but I'm using QuickTime Player to record it and it looks like it stops recording at some point. So hopefully I've jumped in quickly enough. We listened to the end of that last one. We we're on the mouth breathing, but we'd had, we had spoken just a little bit more mm. beyond that. I don't know. It was still on the same topic. That's a bugger, but we haven't missed much. No. Um, that's a tip if you're a podcaster. Don't use QuickTime Player for recording. Um, you had asked me just then when we were not recording uh, if I can put little, this is the topic we're talking about here. Do the, yeah. And um, I'm probably not going to do that because I don't yeah. do any post-production stuff. But right. I, I was intending to say to you, first of all, please send me any links that you want me to put into the notes. Right. Um, there was something specifically I was going to say. Oh, you, you're, you're YouTube or whatever, if you want to. Right. And I was going to say as well, take anything that you want from this. Right. And chop it out into little mini videos if you want to do that as well. Yeah, yeah or, I might do that. Um, and if that's easy to send later, because I do always listen through to these, but I'll, I will check it out. When I listen through, if I can put little notes this topic here, etc. I will, but I'm definitely not mm. promising that. No, that's all right, man. Uh, tape and mouth. I was going to say, I've got a beard. I don't know how tape's going to go, but I think I'm going to get rid of the beard soon anyway. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I think I've... Yeah, because it's, it's only like a very thin layer across your lips. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, not, um, it's not too bad um, with facial hair. So, but it's, it's one of those things, like it's not like... Like I said before, like I was saying before, the, the biggest thing is it's it's got to be an unconscious thing. You don't want to have to constantly remind yourself that you have to breathe through your nose or whatever. Yeah. So the one reason, one big thing that's or a big reason why I like doing the the mouth taping is that um or when you're sleeping more so than anything, you can use them when you train. I wouldn't recommend doing it if you were doing a very high intense workout. Like people have done them. I've seen people do them with squats before and that's a bit full on. You can do that though. Easiest way to do it though is just when you go to bed and when you're sleeping because basically as you are asleep, you have to breathe through your nose because your mouth is taped up and that'll slowly strengthen that. And that's the, probably the easiest way or the simplest way to strengthen your diaphragm without having to do really any work for mm -hmm. it. You just force yourself to sleep and I don't know, like I've contemplated doing it just to help prevent snoring as well. Because I know I snore. Oh, my my girlfriend tells me that. tells yeah. me that I snore. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if per se, if taping your mouth would stop you from snoring. Because I've always believed that snoring comes out of your mouth. When you snore, you, don't, you can't snore out of your nose, as far as I'm aware. So it's always sort of like with your mouth open on mm. your back or whatever. So I think having your mouth taped... I mean, it might be a weird thing to be like, oh, good night, darling, and then, and then go to bed sort of thing with your mouth tapping, going, oh, now I can't talk to you for the rest of the night sort of thing. But like some something like if people are uncomfortable doing that or they think, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll suffocate, I can't do it. You just you know put it on whilst you're watching TV for a, a, sure. a half an hour yeah. or so before you go to bed or have it whilst you're reading the book before you go cool. to bed. You See, that one I like, that's very simple. And so then I improve my diaphragm, that's going to improve, improve my blood flow and my yeah. core. Yeah. Is, yeah. So like it's all tied and the biggest thing is like your whole body, everything's tied in together. I think mm. it's like if you know you only gotta look at a picture of like or the human body in like the with the muscular and skeletal system and all that sort of thing. And you just see every muscle, tendon, it's all tied in. And same thing with your internals as well. Everything is tied in, everything works together. 
So it's a very well designed or well thought out or structured or however you want to put it, system, developed system, whatever. So it's um, that sort of thing. So once I've done before, I've done a walk around with my mouth tape. And honestly, one thing I noticed, I mean, it was a bit bizarre walking past the neighbors with your mouth taped and they go, morning, you just go and just wave to them. They think, oh, he's a bit weird. But then when I came back, I noticed when I took it off, I just started to instinctively just breathe. I was down there, I think I was putting weights on a bar. And I just noticed I was breathing through my nose really well. Yeah. And I also think it can actually help. I mean, I don't know if there's any proof to this, but I think to some level, it could help with people that get congestion and problems with their nose. I think it's a similar thing that if you don't use it, you mm, lose it. Sure. If you don't yeah. normally use your nose to breathe properly, you only get like a little bit and you mainly breathe through your mouth and this doesn't work as strong. So then if you were to breathe through your nose more, that it would strengthen just your, your nasal sure. passageway. Sure. Yeah. And another thing that's really useful that I use, or um, I don't have it at the moment, but I want to pick up some more, is nasal strips. Okay. So they're the ones that you see a lot of sportsmen use and that they advertise for snoring. They're basically these little, you can get them from a chemist. I don't think, no chemist up here has them, but you go down a chemist warehouse or any normal chemist that has a decent amount of stuff will normally sell them. And basically they're just these sticky tab things and you can get them from different places. But um, you put them across the bridge of your nose here and what it does is it opens up your uh -huh. airway. Uh -huh. A lot of if you see road races or like Formula One drivers will have them as they're out driving to basically help them breathe better. Yeah, right. But the biggest thing is it opens up your nasal passageway and allows for a better contraction of your diaphragm because there's less blockage and you can get more air. If you like to take your hands there and you like sort of spread that or like open oh, up wow. your passageway and you breathe, very noticeable. you can breathe much better. I'm putting my fingers on my cheeks and just pulling away from my nose a little bit. And that's what these do. So when I used to do this when I slept, I used to put the mouth taping on and then I put my nasal strips on. And I used to train as well with nasal strips. Yeah. Sometimes it can be a bit of a pain if you're sweating because then they can fall off. And like, yeah, you go into a gym with this strip across your nose. I mean, the ones I used to use were like um, clear ones. They weren't extremely noticeable. You could, these days you could just put a COVID mask over your face. Exactly. And people, would not and even people wouldn't even really yeah. care. Exactly. Yeah. So... But um, so that that's a real like easy fire way. Like honestly, I think mouth taping and just, I think the first step of that sort of thing is just to be more conscious of breathing through your nose. Yeah. Like try, like, I mean, cause honestly the fact is well, the reason why I did mouth taping when I walk is that everyone goes, oh, can't you just hold your mouth closed and do it? It's like, well, yeah, you can. But the fact is you might be more tempted to start breathing through your mouth. Mm. Whereas if I've got it taped, I've got no option mm. but to breathe through my nose. And the thing is, you know, your body is not stupid. It wants, like the body's goal is to keep you alive. That's the end. Like that's why when we get injured, when we come back, it normally comes back stronger, maybe not all the time, but like the bone, if it heals properly, it heals stronger. It has an extra protective layer around mm -hmm. it or whatever. Big I got thing kicked. Is, I did um, a keto mm. when I was younger and I got this huge kick to the ribs. Now I've got this little nodule on my ribs where it recovers right. yeah. yeah well I, I had the same thing like when i was younger i used to race motocross and i um biggest injury i've ever had was i had a, a laceration on my liver 
So I crashed and I split my liver. Whoa. About a three centimeter like cut in my liver. Whoa. So, um, and when it healed, I luckily didn't need surgery. If it had been much bigger, like only a centimeter or two bigger, they would have had to stitch me up. But um, and when they, I had an ultrasound afterwards, I don't think this was a permanent thing, but at the time they said like I had an extra layer sort of around right. my liver yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like an extra protective yeah. layer or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. So when you are breathing, your body's, when you take away your mouth, you're not just going to sit there and suffocate. Your body's going to go to, oh, I can't breathe. And if you panic that much, then you just take it off. Mm-hmm. It's like people are, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. But then it's like you, you experiment with little things. If, if you are too afraid of doing it whilst you sleep because you're worried that you're going to stop breathing in the night or whatever, then, and the big thing too, you'll wake yourself up. People who have sleep apnea, you know, when they go to sleep and they start, like literally stop breathing, their body will go, oh, we're dead. And they'll wake yourself up sort of thing. And then you'll wake up in a you know panic or whatever. Same thing, if you were doing that and you were really struggling, your body would wake yourself up. You wouldn't just, and then just die in your sleep. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then for anyone who's worried about that, I always just say, just put it on for half an hour, watching a movie, doing computer work, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or like if you're out for an easy pace walk. I mean, I probably wouldn't, I mean, like if you're one who's not bothered about, um, you know, being sort of publicly looking a bit odd with that sort of thing, I mean, maybe, yeah, it would look a bit weird if you're walking around Brisbane city or something with mouth taping past all these people. Yeah. Everyone's thinking, well, what's going on with him? Is this some sort of weird um, trip? That's, that's interesting as well. Cause we're talking about like, uh, social anxiety not exactly but but worrying about what other people think Mm. i just remembered when i first started working out here Mm. like i was so uncomfortable with the idea of people People. seeing me working out Mm. because i like because it seemed weird but now that i do it that that doesn't even occur to me at all and i was comfortable to do it because i was doing like you know under your instruction and with nick Mm. um but yeah, I only just remembered that. That was like, I, I worried about what would people think, which is a thought oh, that yeah. never occurs to me anymore. Right. What does occur to me is when a car's coming past, I'm like, oh, I'm having a rest instead of in the middle of something. I want, right. them, I want them to see me to working, see out, working out, not resting. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's funny, like, I think people get like that with a lot of things. Like, totally. I used to get told, and it, it was funny how um, I got told by a client of mine who, um, uh, who said to me, like, we, we were talking about, um, like, public displays of affection mm. with your partner and how, like, I mean, like, and I think it's more so, because I remember a, a, a client of mine who's single said to me, he goes, oh, I hate watching couples make out in public or they kiss and they're sitting in each other's lap and they're doing that sort of thing. I was like, oh, it's just, you know, it's disgusting, it's gross, it's all, it's like, oh, look at me sort of thing. But then someone said to me, you go, oh, you know the reason that, the only reason they're saying that is because they're single. Because they probably, they don't have someone. And yeah, yeah, they might say, oh, and like, okay, and yeah, they might not like it. But the fact is that they're saying that it's more, they notice it more or it bothers them more because they don't have anyone. Mm. And so, and then like, because I've had like similar to what you said, like I'm, I'll run around the street with my shirt off. No big deal. I don't really care. You know, I mean, I've, I'd walk around the shopping center in my underwear, you know, I'd be like, oh, whatever. You walk around the shopping center? I, I don't actually walk around the shopping center, but I would like, you know, I'd browse a shop and do it. It wouldn't bother me to do that too much. I'm like, oh, you know, I've got a yeah. pretty good body. I don't, it doesn't bother me to be in my jocks. I've got good legs and that, especially if I was lean and, and that sort of thing. I wouldn't care. I would walk around 
bloody however I wanted to. You know, I don't mind people sort of staring and going, oh, this sort of thing, because it, it wouldn't bother me in that sense. But I noticed um, with myself, and I didn't think I was like this, that when I um, sort of first started going out with my girlfriend, probably not so until more recently, I used to have an issue with that public displays of affection of like, you know, to the fact of even holding hands or like her kissing me in public, like a quick little peck didn't bother me. But if she wanted to do something a bit more or if, if, if it was whatever. Like I, you both got your shirts off and doing the big... Well, but, so, but like if it was just just public displays of affection, I would suddenly notice, like if we were in a pool and she yeah. like jumped on me and we're just hugging and that sort of thing, I'd yeah. suddenly just feel very conscious yeah. that everyone was looking at me. But it is it is just because it's um, not what you're used to doing, right? Like, but like, like now it doesn't bother you. Doesn't bother me at all now. Yeah. It's, it's like a big and middle finger. Just it's just normal. like you know, yeah, it's normal. And Isn't that funny though? Like that's just like there's some kind of self image we have of like. What I normally do is right. normal to people. Like, and if I'm going to do something it's... outside of that, I'm probably going to get judged by it. Well, that's yeah. But I think it's the thing you, you, you worry. You like for for no reason. You, you worry what other people think. Mm. And then like a big thing too. It's so stupid to be like that because you think, oh well, you know, um, if you're away on holiday with your partner or something, and you're in a pool and you want to kiss and you want to be close or whatever. You're probably never going to see these people again. Mm. So why the hell do you care that they, if, even if even if they think, oh, ugh, look at that, oh yeah, you know, or whatever, they just think, oh, they're a bit too lovey dovey or whatever. It's like, you know, it's like mentally, you should be given a big middle finger to everyone and saying, I don't give a shit mm. what you think. I'm going to do this. Or if you're out training in public and you want to train at a park and that sort of thing, and you want to take your, your shirt off and you want to, you know, do this sort of thing, then you know. Who gives a shit? Mm. If one per and the fact is not, I mean, I would find it very rare that someone would walk past and be like, "Oh, you're a wanker" or something like that, and call and out most, something. It's not. It's not uh, your issue if someone does. I think no, that's, it's, that's it's like totally honestly, it's that same issue. sort of thing. It's like who gives a shit? Mm. Who gives a flying fuck? Excuse my language. If if someone has an opinion of you, mm. you know, it's like well, it's like okay, like. The only issue is if like they, they call that out and then you start a fight with them because you get offended that they said something. But you know, like it's 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 that sort of thing. If just someone says something, you just go, Oh yeah, cheers, mate, and then you keep going, sort of thing. It's like you don't pay it any attention and it's you just you let it roll off your back and you keep doing that. You're doing this because A, it makes you feel good, and B, you know, it's it's for the physical and, and mental benefits that you get from it. If you spend your whole time doing it thinking someone's looking at me, and honestly, and that's a big thing and that's why a lot of people like coming and training with me especially at my gym because it's a private studio mm, mm. it's a one-on-one -on -one environment there's nobody mm. else around so a lot of people will come and do that because they don't like the gym environment they don't like because again they fear especially if they're overweight they think everyone around them is going to yeah. be judging them well also like i mean I, I did go to the gym for a little while years back but prior to that all my life it's like i'm not someone who works out at all mm. and people who are at the gym are and they're right. all pretty buff and it's just sort of like i don't i don't fit in there mm. is a story that i have yeah but it's, um, it's funny because like a lot of people think like that yeah and like okay yeah you're gonna get the odd dickhead who's gonna be in there who's gonna be like oh my god look at them Oof, they don't know what they're doing or whatever but like i think it's changed a lot now to probably what it used to be because i find that more people now are supportive i honestly miss working in a gym or just going to a gym i miss the the social 
aspect of it as well, especially yeah. through COVID and that when people got that yeah. taken away from them. That's a big part of a lot of people's life is going to the gym, meeting Sally and Greg and whoever else is there and being like, oh, catching up with them and, oh, do you want to train today, mate? And talking to them about, you know, having like a therapy session as they're mm-hmm. training and discussing their issues or just catching up. And like the fact is that when you go to a gym, and then let's say you're doing a big lift, having people around you, then you get a little group that notices you're going for a PB and they come over and they're like, let's fucking go. And they yeah, start cool. screaming and you get yeah. this encouragement. And then you finish and you're high-fiving people and fist-bumping people and you feel great. And there's that support. I mean, not all gyms are going to have that, but a lot of places do. And, and that's such a cool thing that I think a lot of people miss out on when, when they do. Or, or if you go with a group of friends, maybe you, you train mm. with three or four people and then you get that support and then maybe they start cheering you on then other people notice and then you walk past someone they said oh great lift dude i saw you before you get a little fist bump you're like oh cheers cool and one thing i'm a big advocate of more so now is just like is complimenting people more yeah like it's it's one of the things i remember <coughs> i read a quote that said like it's like you should compliment people more so you'll hardly remember that you did it yeah but the person you said it to may never forget it yeah yeah, yeah. and it's, it's something it's so like it's not a big deal and we feel like we can't compliment people who look good because yeah a if it's a girl they're going to think we're hitting on them yeah like you know if, if you just go if you saw someone you just went oh you know like it might be weird to say oh you smell really nice or something and they go i've got a boyfriend you go i'm not hitting on you i'm just saying something or you know or you look really good yeah, or so I, I like your shoes being or... received the wrong way and it does happen yeah and we're like over but but you're so right i i um have a friend and she is just, just the best mm. for like whenever like you know we walk along and just she'll be like wow i love your shoes to a random woman mm. walking past and just and it just she goes around and just like there's this ripple of people feeling good mm. um, i mean like the odd person is going to be like what the fuck and yeah, so they go oh yeah. okay and but then like i guarantee they probably walk away and go oh these are nice shoes mm. and you go oh that's cool mm. i mean i'm glad people noticed that yeah it's like you know i mean the bottom line is people i think at heart and i don't think no matter what people say love being complimented you know like i mean I, I know i mean i'll Miss be you. honest i know i do yeah. like if, if if i'm if someone says to me or comments on instagram or says to me going oh you know you're looking good oh look how much you've changed look at your yeah. shoulders look at your chest you know yeah. that's awesome or like you know oh, i like your shorts i like your thing i mean i'm not yeah. a big person for um you know worrying what people think about what i wear and yeah. people like you know saying like my, my fashion choice or whatever or whatever, or people going out going, oh, you know, like, I don't know, let's say you've been on holiday and you've got a nice tan going, oh, I love your tan, look yeah. how tan you are. Like, oh, is that natural sort of thing? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, and like, oh, you look so great. Makes you look good. Or it's like, oh, I like your haircut. Oh, I like yeah. your shorts. Oh, those new shoes and all that sort of thing. It's it's like the smallest thing. Or like, oh, you look happy today. Totally. I you know? This this week, um, my little girl had a, had a bit of a meltdown one morning. Uh, didn't want to go to school and, and took her in later because then she just had a bit of time. She just needed a bit of time. Yeah. It's like, do you want to go in? I was like, yeah. And we were barely late. I mm. bumped into another mum there. I was talking to her and she just said, oh, like, good on you with that. That was really good. Mm. And and um, and I needed it that week because yeah. it had been a shaky week for my daughter and I've been beating up on myself so much about mm. I'm not doing a good job with parenting here. Yeah. And then just... Just the tiniest little thing that she said. Like, I've told her this story. I've done this thing. She's like, good on you doing that. Yeah. Having it come from someone else saying that, it mm. lifted me so much. Not just lifted yeah. me. I like, 
it moved me from where I'd been just feeling awful about myself as a parent to go, mm. I'm all right. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I had a similar thing. Like I had a, um, um, like I, I said, like so my coach, he's in, um, he lives in New Zealand. Mm. And I used to go train with him regularly. And I do miss those sessions because, you know, it was a good vent for me as well. I'd get shit off my chest yeah. and we'd get a good session in and I'd leave feeling pretty good, even though it might have only been 30 minutes or 45 minutes or something. But, um, and he knows, like, obviously he knows I'm a PT as well. I'm a coach myself. And um, when, so basically I'm almost at a stage now where I'm going to start dieting for my next show, which will be in October mm -hmm. um, in Queensland or in Brisbane. And um, so we're, we're sort of starting putting the plan together. And I was on the phone with him this day to discuss where we're going. And I haven't caught up to him since, like with COVID, I didn't see him since probably January or February 2020. Mm -hmm. I started speaking to him maybe, oh, I don't know, two months ago or so, or maybe a little bit longer than that. <clears throat> and, um, and then he asked me, he said, oh, you know, asked me how just things were going. And he went, oh, how's your business going? It has, has work. And I said, oh, you know what? It's really good. I've just bought a new machine um, and that sort of thing. I'm decking my gym out and it's looking really good. And he said to me, he's like, oh, you know what? He said, you should be really proud of what you've done. He goes, I'm really impressed with how you've evolved your business and mm -hmm. how you've done everything. He goes, and it's so awesome to see. And same thing. I didn't even know that I needed it. Yeah. And then when he said that, because like, I mean, I very much see Mike as being like almost a father figure yeah. to me. I hadn't had the best dad in the world. And my, like, my dad would never say something like that per se. So when he come across and he was like, you know, you're doing a good job, you know, you, you've, you've improved so much. Not like with like, I mean, we're talking, you know, I mean, physically and everything, you know, financially, how your business is set up, how you structure it. Just, it was just such a cool thing. Yeah. And saying that I didn't even realize I needed that affirmation or needed that sort of praise. But I, like same thing, I just felt so like more, I felt great, I felt motivated, I felt like, you know, yeah, I, I'm, because you're always going, what else can I be doing? I need to be doing more. I mean, maybe I could be giving more to people. I need yeah. to get my website yeah. going. I need to be doing this. I need to be offering this. I need to get more people. Yeah, and it's good to do that, so, but, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's that sort of thing. Done. It's like we said yeah. before, like, it's, it's so, like, you, I think you need to be constantly wanting to improve. Yeah. But then it's that sort of thing where you got to you got to take time to stop and you go, you know what? Like for me, it was like when I started doing PT, you know, I was struggling at this gym. Like rent was two sixty a week, and um, I was probably earning maybe three hundred a week, paying sixty dollars or seventy dollars of fuel to drive down to Sippy Downs from Mulaney. Yeah, I was barely breaking even. Yeah, yeah. Anything extra I had went towards food. Yeah. I couldn't afford to go outside and take a piss, let alone go hang out with mates. charge you for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get your point. So, but it was just, yeah, it was insane. And, um, and then like, and you don't look back at that that often because you're always yeah. trying to go yeah. further. You don't yeah, stop and yeah, go, yeah. look where you started. Yeah, Like, man. I mean, whether it's business or whatever it is, like yeah. relate that to however you want to relate it. Yeah. But it's just that thing. So like we said earlier, it's like just taking the time to reflect and just be like, shit, I have so much further than what I am. Totally. But now I'm going to keep working yeah. more. And especially, I think, too, in the kind of, you know, the kind of story you're talking about mm. of, of just going, like, back then, mm. you had an idea of where you wanted to go. Yeah. And you've, I assume, not only done that, but gone further than yeah. what you would have imagined already. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I can remember when I um, was working there, I used to think, 
it would be awesome to have five clients mm. a day, every day, five days a week, yeah. you know? And now I, I can top eight to 10 clients yeah. a day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can go, I can have like 30 plus sessions in a week, you know? And I used to think 25 or 20 sessions was a yeah, shitload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if I get five sessions a day, it feels like a quiet day. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, that's a pretty easy day. Whereas back in the day, I was like, I'm so busy, I've got five sessions now. So it's just, it's perspective. And it's that, um, you know, it's, we forget that we had these little humble beginnings yeah. and it was, a, it was just a dream. And the thing is like a, a very common thing. And like, I think this helps, it's always helped me a lot on down days and that sort of thing. And you can like, I remember telling this to a client of mine who's was in a, or she, or she is, and she's not a client of mine anymore. She's moved away now, but, um, she's in her seventies or she's in her seventies, wow. mid seventies. Right. And she was married for 40 years and it ended. He divorced her. He ended it. And she was devastated, as you can imagine. At that stage, she's figuring that this is her partner for life, that she's with him to the end. So, and I was always trying to pick her up. Every time she'd come around, I was always trying to help her and make her feel better. You know, and that's why she was coming to me. She was exercising to try to just get her endorphins going a little bit and just have her feel a bit better about herself. And I told her a quote that I, I heard from someone, I can't remember who, and it's probably heard it a million times, was that your worst day is somebody else's best day. Mm. And it's 100% true. Like, yeah. like there's someone, like when you're struggling and you're yeah. having a shitty day and you feel like the world's against you, there's someone out there who would just love to have that day yeah. of like maybe your bad day is one, like a few people cancelled on you or you didn't get what you wanted to get for work or... Maybe you had some problems or like, you know, maybe the, you know, there's issues with the kids. There's people who would love to have a family, yeah. to have kids, just to have yeah. them, even if they were being little shits on a certain day and they were giving you headaches. They just, they want to have the kid. They want to have a family. They want to have kids. They want to have a, a stable job where, I mean, they can afford to lose a few people or, or a job or yeah. whatever it might be or not land this deal. So, and they're struggling and they're in the, the depth. And that's the big thing. There's always people who are worse off than you. I think a lot of the times, especially when we have down days, we think that we're the most hard done by people in the world. And, oh, why is the, everything against me? And, well, this could not be any worse. But then again, it's perspective. I guarantee you wouldn't have to go very far. You, you, and that's the thing. People think that no one relates to them. You could throw a rock and hit someone who relates to you. You know, like uh, people think that they're alone in all this sort of shit. And it's just ridiculous to think that, to think that no one else gets how you feel that like you think you're the only person who's under the pump with work or uni or yeah. whatever it might be, or fucking, uh, I, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Or, you know, that you're the only person who gets depressed or you're the only person who um, feels like they haven't got their life together or who has struggles or who fights with their their partner or their best friend or whatever it might mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you don't... It's like it's there's so many people that relate to that. Yeah. So, and to think you're alone, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a big wide world out there. And there is a, like, it's like people say, like, there's things like, if you've got a roof over your head a job, yeah. a car, well, you're like, podcast. you're like the richer, you know, population yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, you're like, you're richer than like, I don't know what the statistics are, probably you're like 80%. Top 10%. Of them. Yeah, exactly. Easily, easily. And yeah. so, and then like, it's that sort of the simple things that we take for granted, but like, oh no, I want a new car. 
yeah. or my, my you know house isn't big enough yeah or my clothes aren't new enough they're not you know all the labels aren't what I want them to be yeah you know or whatever my followers I haven't got as many as as this prick who lives down the road or whatever you know yeah so it's just like again it's just taking the time I think enough people need to do it like and I love hearing stories of when people tell me they go this is what I was this is what I am now that sort of thing is just like or like when I hear from clients when they say things like oh you know when I used to um, when I used to do uh, or like I had these uh, set of stairs at work and every time I walked up them I was puffing and I couldn't breathe now I run up them and I'm fine yeah. you know that sort of thing so it's that like it can be something as small as that yeah. it can be something as small as like oh you know I used to wake up tired now I wake up with more energy or I used to feel achy all the time but now I feel good or like something as simple as that like I used to walk up these little stairs and I would always be puffing or I'd never walk to the top of my driveway now I can walk up and back like 15 times yeah. And it's fine. So it's just, you know, and, um, perspective, I think. Yeah. And I want to, I want to wind up soon. Yeah. And I want to, I made, I made, and I just changed it down to four, uh, for, for determination. And mm. this is my, yeah, so I'll go through them with you and see if you agree. Yeah. But the first one there is the have the why. So this is, this is yeah. how to be determined, how to like, for working out, but for anything in your life, yeah, I think. absolutely. Have the why. And that, I think, is... So write these down. Number one is have the why. And if, if you agree yeah. with you do on yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, and, and that then, what is the why? Well, it can be something like, I don't want to be out of breath when I walk up the stairs. Mm, yeah. Or it can be something like, I want to have five clients a day. Mm, you know, it doesn't... Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a goal. Yeah, and like, yeah. Uh, the, um, the good sort of analogy that I like having, it's like, you know, when you have a good why or a strong um, place to go, sort of thing, is you think of it like you can have the best plane in the world and you can stock it full with all the best stuff, but if you don't have a destination, somewhere to land, you just spend your whole time flying around with nowhere to go. So your why is your destination sort of thing. Mm. If you've got no destination then all you're gonna do is just float around with nothing. You can have like, like if it's like, say you wanna get, like you wanna lose weight, okay? So if I said to you, like, okay, you know, if I said, okay, what's your goal? And you went, I wanna lose weight. And I said to you, okay, why? And you went, I don't know, because because I, I want to, Yeah. because I, I got no, told right. that I, I need to. Need to. Underlying reason, there needs not to be just a, a goal. Exactly, there yeah. needs to be a reason behind it. Like, yeah. you know, for instance, if, I, if you say to me, you know, like, you go, okay, what are, what are your goals around competing or whatever? What, what are your goals for this year? You know, I could tell you right now, goal is to step on stage to win my categories that I go into or place and or at least get first call out um, and then to eventually become competitive enough to go for my pro card mm. and that sort of thing. And ultimately to be better than what I was last time I stood on stage. Yeah, That's my, I mean, I yeah. very clearly could tell you what, what I want to do, I can tell you like what my goals would be for the next five yeah. years for whatever. I'm not saying you have to have a What's five year plan. What's your why with that? My why? Yeah. With competing? Yeah. Or... Yeah. So it's it's more of a sort of personal thing. Like I'm a, I'm a competitive person and that's why I fell into bodybuilding because I was doing fitness and I was training and I was doing it to put on muscle. And then I sort of, for me, it was like, oh, well, why are you trying to put on muscle? Sort of thing and like my why became competing it sort of became the that's why i wanted to compete because like i'm a competitive person and i like competition 
Okay. Like I like having the competition. Just, that feels good. That makes it you feels happy. good. Yeah, that's, that's enough. Like for me, like okay, some people want to just go to the gym and they want to put on a bit of muscle because they want to look a certain way, and that's great. Like I want to look a certain way, but I want to look a certain way so I can place first at this sort of mm. thing. You know, I compete because I enjoy the challenge of competing. I compete because um, having that des- having that clear goal, and like when you have such a clear goal of. And at the end of 16 weeks, you're going to step on stage and you're going to want to look good because you're going to be in front of an auditorium of however many people. Or, you know, like my second show in national, at, at the Nationals this year is meant to be in Melbourne at a fitness expo. So you've got to stand in the middle of an expo posing on stage. I don't want people to walk past and be, he's out of shape. I want people to walk past and go, oh, fuck, look at him. He looks mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it's like, I want to be, I want impre- I want to put on an, an impressive show. I want to present what I look like and I want to enjoy myself when mm-hmm. I do it. Mm-hmm. I love the process more than the end result. Oh. I, I, I enjoy the process and I think it's a big thing people need to go to. I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'll be a liar if I said I, I don't want to come away with medals and the accolation of, congratulations, Kurt, you've won. And that sort of thing. A big driving factor for me, one image I have in my head that really pushes me, that yeah. is so clear for me, and I don't know why this is a driving factor for me, but it just is. I've seen other people do it. I've never had it at a show, but I have this image of placing first, coming off stage and having a big embrace with my girlfriend and that sort of thing. And that image of that and like her being stoked for me and me yeah. being just absolutely just and that that sort of thing that image in my head i would say drives me more than anything like it's that sort of yeah i want to win but then it's the fact of you know i mean like i've got a photo on my instagram and it's my screensaver on my phone at the moment of when i got off stage and placed second and then when i went back and met my family afterwards i met my brother and and his girlfriend and my older brother's girlfriend and my mum and I was there and then, you know, sharing and sharing that moment and just, yeah. you know, that feeling afterwards. And yeah. then I could like, you know, cause I've, um, I've never had a partner when I've been prepping. I've always been single when I'm prepping and like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say like, cause I know how I get, I get agitated, I get pissed off. So I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy going through that sort of period. Like, you know, I might become an unbearable asshole to be around. But like at the end of all that work and that sort of thing, and then to get the result and then to have that feeling and then to be backstage and to give my girlfriend a big hug and to give my mum a hug. And if my brother or someone was there to see them and just have that embrace and just have that feeling of just celebrating this victory with people that you, it's probably the part of that whole thing I'm more psyched about. And like it's saying, and like meeting, like my, having my girlfriend's parents there who I get on great right. with, I'd love to have them see me compete, you know, who have never seen me compete before, mm-hmm. seen photos. And like that whole idea and my, and my girlfriend's sister and all this sort of thing, just having them there, yeah. having everyone there yeah. to see that. That's awesome. No, the way that yeah. you talk about that, that's really clear. Like it's... Yeah. The, the so there's, there's and, passion. I mean, exactly. That's, that's the, what drives yeah, 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 me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I've totally. got that very yeah. clear vision yeah. in my head. Yeah. And that a lot of people don't have, and that's what competing does for me. It gives yeah. me that real reason to work hard yeah where if i felt like if it was taken away from me i'd lose a reason to train yeah i'd lose a reason yeah, to want yeah, to yeah. wake up every morning and put the effort in even when i'm in off season and i haven't even decided to do a show it's all about eventually you're going to step on stage so you yeah. want to look better you know i want people to see me and go oh shit he's improved since i last saw him yeah like when i when he was on stage last time he definitely looks bigger better more shredded whatever it might be yeah so just yeah 
Cool. Number two. Yes. This was two and three, but I decided to combine them. Yeah. And this is maybe more related to working out, but also, I, I don't know, too, to be honest. Like, I find this good for a lot of things. It's make it routine uh, and morning is king. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, just sort of that you need to make you need to make that commitment. Mm. For me, I think that's like put it in the calendar. Yeah. And then, yeah, morning is where you tend to always have more time. Yeah. Because if you do that, I think, for me, mm. uh, then I'm eating into my my nighttime Netflix time. I'm going right. to need to go to bed a bit earlier, which mm. I don't mind actually losing yeah. a little bit of that in my life. So, and it's, it's a big thing. Like, I find you have less excuses in the morning. Yeah. Because it's like, as soon as you wake up, you just... <coughs> Roll out of bed, you chuck your kit on, or whatever it might be, and then you you go for a run, or you go to the gym, yeah. or you whatever, you start a workout. And a workout is such a good way to start the day. It's yeah. so good. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's, you start it's the day with an accomplishment as yeah. well. Yeah. It's like you start the day with achieving something. Yeah. And that can set you up for, you know, whatever yeah. else comes along. You started the day, and then when you like, the best feeling for me is like you finish doing whatever it might be in the morning, whether it's cardio or something. Yeah. And then when you finished, you're all sweaty and you take yeah. your cup. So, and then you're in the shower and then you step out of a hot shower and that feeling of after you've had a shower and you just feel, yeah, you're just like, Oh, I've done yeah. it. I've finished it. Now I've got my rest of my day. You know? So do you meditate at all? I don't. I yeah. used to, I mean, honestly, I, yeah. I think I should. Because I think it would help me get out of my head. Yeah. Because back in the day... But actually, working out does too, right? It does. Yeah. It does mean, I remember hearing about different forms. Like meditation doesn't have to be cross-legged in a field mm. with your hands in your lap in a certain pose. I know Just that... Um, present. You know, it could be... Like honestly, um, I remember... So a book I'm reading at the moment is um, about Bruce Lee's philosophy. Oh, yeah. And... Um, and uh, there was a thing when his daughter who wrote it was talking about like I think he used to meditate when he would go for a run in the morning he would he would go for a run and as he was running that was his moment of meditation or he would walk around the garden at home and he would meditate whilst moving sort of thing and that was his moment when he would do it that's just about being present with your body yeah probably not listening to music then no I'd say in that case you wouldn't be unless it was just you know like white noise and stuff it was just like you know, whatever cool. it might be. So yeah, I think I think like because I mean I think the big thing that puts people off is they think oh you know it's the yoga pose, it's yeah, the yeah, sitting yeah. down in a you know next to a, a quiet running river, and you know maybe that's a part of it. Maybe people enjoy that aspect of it or the solitude. But like it's I've done it before. I used to use that app. Um, Headspace. Headspace. Yeah, yeah I used to use that, and that helped me because like honestly, I did it in a past relationship was the reason why I started it because I found myself just stressing about her too much because she was a bad influence or she was just a, you know, wasn't right. So, and I used to just get in my head too much of like, you know, should I stay, should I go or or should, you know, what should happen here? I get in my head too much. So then I found that I was like, I need to get outside of my head because I'm thinking too much. So then I used to do the headspace thing and they, like I found that guided meditation was good. Mm. It's sort of, especially the start, like it's so hard. Like I don't think people realize how hard meditation is to be able to sit there or do whatever and like not have your mind fixate on something. Totally. Like, cause like yeah. it's, it's like, and they say, yeah. I've heard things that say, oh, you should let thoughts come into your head, but then don't grab them, just yeah. let them pass yeah. by sort of thing. 
It's like, but like sitting there and going and not worrying about your to-do list and going, oh, when yeah. I finish this, I've got to go do this. I've got to go do this. But an analogy that's often used is like working out. It's like, mm. this is the muscle. You need to train it yeah. to not get stuck on those things. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it gets easier over time. Mm. Definitely. Now, I just wanted to, uh, two things pop in my head. The passionate is just fantastic. That's those 10-day meditation retreats. Mm. I've done that a couple of times in my life. Um, and the first one was absolutely amazing. But um, but cool, like working, I, I, I think I do want to, look at this, I'm not quite there. I need my why, but I think I do want to like start a 5 a.m. run, even if it's even if I need to do nutrition but stuff like, to lose a big, weight. A big thing too is just like, I mean, like, you got to set yourself something achievable to start with. Yeah. If, you, if you say I'm going to go out for an hour, no, every day, then it becomes an hour yeah. Every morning, I think I can easily do that, but I'm yeah. not quite. I can tell I'm not quite there where I'm going. I think I'm going to. Um, Honestly, it's going okay. to be about just showing up. That's that's the hardest part. Yeah, it's just, okay. Just just like waking up in the morning, putting your kid on, and like the actual run itself or the walk itself, whatever you do, is not the bad part. It's yeah. just starting. Yeah, you're right. It's putting one yeah. foot in front of yeah. the other to start. Because okay, once so, you start, all right. you're fine. Okay, cool. So that's um, just start. And that's part of make it routine as well. Mm. There's one other thing I wanted to say about this. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but my firstborn daughter, her mother's in Brisbane, Monday mornings at 6.30, mm. I'm, I'm meeting her halfway. And, right. drop, and so we've just had a lovely weekend together and I'm saying goodbye to my daughter, which always hurts mm. so much. And it's really, like, that's such a challenge. And it's... Um, so grateful to get back here just in time mm. to do that workout. It's the best possible thing I could yeah. do to start my week after saying goodbye to my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, number three is proud but unsatisfied, um, mm. which, uh, yeah, appreciate what you have and appreciate your achievements. Yeah. Um, that seems really key. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah. it is because I just... Because like I think the worst thing that could happen to a person is um, is like just they become comfortable, and like and there's nothing wrong with liking the life you have, you know. And like maybe maybe you you know you're a person who who's got a, a steady job and who's got a family, and that's enough for you, and that's fine. Like if that's if that's what you want from life, and you're happy with that, then that's great. There's always going to be the one percenters out there who who I think like who are like people like athletes or entrepreneurs or whatever that always want more, like that always are going to be like, okay, well, I've achieved this, now what's next? I've achieved this, now what's next? And like even for those people, it might be about slowing down. It might be about just going, mm. okay, well, just take a second and smell yeah, the some, roses. Some appropriate balance there. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think of a graph quite often, mm. um, <clears throat> just like personal development, and there's, there's a, there's a, it goes up, and then it plateaus for a while. Might mm. even go down for a bit, but you sort of like it's. I think it's it's healthy to have those periods of rest mm. and integration of of what you've learned and grown as well. And I, yeah. I mean, like I know, like I, I love comfort, but I also there's a better word than that. Um, just being not what are content. Mm, it's really, yeah. that's a wonderful feeling to yeah. be content and appreciate what you have I mean that's um, the, I think like if you know it's it's like um, like no matter what you've achieved if like if you've achieved something and you can and you can stand say in front of the mirror and be able to look at yourself and be like you know what I'm I'm happy 
I'm happy with what mm. I have mm. and that sort of thing. I mean, it doesn't mean that you, you stop trying to, to get more. Well, it always changes. That's but like, but then to be like, and, and that's the thing, like, I think the thing to remember is that nothing is, is ever like, um, how I phrase it, nothing is like certain and nothing lasts forever. Like, you know, the fact of, um, of like maybe living where you live or uh, having your kids around all the time. I mean, the fact is, you know, for yourself as well, as like one day they're going to grow up, they're going to move mm. out, they're going to do their own thing. And that'll be a challenging part in your life, I would imagine. You know, I'm not a parent. I don't have kids myself. I don't know what it's like. Oh, definitely. But like having them yeah. leave home and yeah. start their own thing, yeah. you're always yeah. going to worry yeah. about them. So uh, that's... Yeah, good that's, friend of mine, his son's just gone to university um, mm. and living in Brisbane. And it's just... It's devastating. Yeah. You know, it's like, That's wow, what's... And yeah, it's like, it's like the thing, it's like, life. yeah. And the yeah. thing is, like, you just got to, like, with anything, it's like, you've got to treasure the moments that you have because, mm. like, I mean, even us right now, sitting here having this conversation, it's, you know, being able to do this now might not be how it's going to be, you know, at another point. So just remembering or just knowing that, like, like nothing and like I think like it can make people depressed thinking that going oh well you know nothing lasts forever but that's the same in good or bad any bad situation is not going to be forever it's like best quote I've ever heard in my life has always been that pain is temporary Mm. whatever that might be pain in the gym pain whatever it's going to end eventually pain of heartbreak pain of losing the job or whatever it might be it's going to suck for you know it might suck for a day a week a month a year 10 years or whatever but it will subside it will eventually end and same thing happens with, you know, like good moments. Mm. Like, I mean, and that's where I think, and I'm not saying this to be doom and gloom, but I'm just saying like, it's more of a reason to treasure the, the good times. So even stop when you're like out with your kids or with your friends or whatever, to be able to stop and just in your own head think, this is awesome, you know, this is great. Like I'm loving life right now. I've, I'm out here, I'm having fun. I'm, you know, I'm having a good time. We're laughing, we're joking and that sort of thing. And it's like, I'm just, I'm real happy at the moment. To take instead of just let that moment just pass by without acknowledging how you're feeling in that moment like i know i'm probably sounding super you know whatever at the moment like however you want to quote like i might be oh that's a bit girly to say or whatever but but um it's just very wise so but it's just it's that sort of thing it's it's just i think not enough people are in the moment Totally. So, and just to be able to be present, it's just like, well, I know we spoke, we've probably said it like 50 times now. Well, no, and actually that's point number four is, is be present. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's so important and it goes everywhere. Um, and I flesh that out specifically for the working out thing of mm. one thing at a time. You're just doing the thing that yeah. you're doing. And then I also added, I don't know if we explicitly said this, but I realized for me, this is helpful. It's a set time that I'm going to do it for and yeah. it will end. Yeah, and that's I think that's the little mind hack that I mm. need to just kind of tell but my brain it's okay. It's the same thing when you go to work. Like I can remember, I used to do hardest job I've ever done was Bricky's labouring, mm. and that that for me is got to be up there with being one of the most physical jobs in the world. I'm not saying the physical most the most physical job, but it's it's a tough gig for sure. So um, and you know like when I was doing that, I was 16, 17. Boss was an asshole. You got sworn out and called all sorts of things, and you had to work ridiculously hard. Wheelbarrows of mud are not light, especially when you're 16. And it was just heavy shit. And then you're getting like, oh, if I was your age, I'd be running laps around you and that sort of thing. It's just going. I mean, maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. And 
So, but doing that was just like, it was such a brutal thing. And I used to have to psych myself up. My yeah. boss used to pick me up. I would literally be, in a, you know, again, at a risk of sounding very sensitive here. I was being near tears because I hated it so yeah, much. Yeah. I would, had so much resentment for going to work. Yeah. But I used to have to say, look, like um, on my last day of work, like the night before I was going, like let's say a Thursday night, I used to say to myself, this time tomorrow night, it'll be all done. This yeah. time tomorrow night, it's like before you know it, you'll be back in bed, you'll be looking at the ceiling and yeah. you'll be going, it's finished. Yeah. It's done. Like yeah. before you know it, it's finished, okay? All you gotta do is just get up, you know, don't be a bitch about it, just get it done yeah. and yeah. then it's done. It's yeah. like, you know, it's that sort of, you just, I mean, like it's, it's that self-talk. It's just trying to just go, look, and I'm a big, big advocate of positive self-talk. I know people think sometimes it's like, oh, well, thinking just thinking positive is not going to get shit done it's like okay like let's say worst case scenario of something like you lost your job or you you failed something and then like there's a lot of negativity around that around those things but to be able to to try to find like and i know it's hard to be able to say okay well like you know like what are the positives from this situation? Like to try to scrounge any positive aspect from something as bad as that, you know, if it's if it's the fact that you lost your job, then it's going, okay, well, did that job really bring me happiness? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Now I can go and, and get something I want. You know, okay, yeah, I'm gonna be without work for a little bit, but I'll find something and I'll, I'll use that to supplement my dream and I'll get my dream job now. Now it's realigned my thing or, you know, it was an unhealthy job. I didn't like the boss. This is maybe a good thing. Maybe I was meant to leave this. Yeah. And I, I wasn't meant to sort of go in this direction, you know? I think we've got someone coming in. Working. Hello. Good morning. Well, I reckon, this, do you want to come say hello on the podcast? Oh, we're literally just about to wrap up. Tansy, come in, come say Please hello. Go. Uh, this is Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Brian. How are you doing? Tarragon. Nice to meet you. I'm the I'm the podcaster. You're the podcaster. Yeah, I'm the podcast. Oh, you're wrapping up on the podcast. Cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it happening right now. Happening right now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm gonna put these four. I'm gonna put these in a medium article. Send me all the links you want me to include. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and talking. It's been yeah. absolutely awesome. That's all right. No um, if you're up for it, I, I'd love to have you along some point in the future as well. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Definitely. Um, is it? Are you happy with those four points? With the, oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, yes, yeah. I think you've, you've really go. narrowed that's that Kurt's down. For uh, just I don't know success in life. I think. Mm. Um, cool. Anything else to add? I don't think so. I think we've covered just about everything. Covered a lot. Cool. All right. Farewell, everyone. Thank you. Right. Not a problem. Cool. I'll see you Monday. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Sort of like a glimpse behind the scenes or something like that. You know All right. I mean? Yep. Cool. Nice.
So what is what number podcast is this for you? Um, this is eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how long have you been doing it for now? It's been like. Well, it's it's weekly. Oh, it's weekly. Yeah, okay. But I mean, the first two, first one I recorded in <coughs> October last year. Oh wow. Yeah. So I had the idea for a while. Yeah. And then I just kind of sat on that for a long time. Yeah. And then yeah, kicked it off. Several weeks ago, I've been a few weeks ahead. Right. Uh, I'm not now, so this will come out on Tuesday. Okay. And where's your sort of posting platform for your? Um, if you just go, if you just search for the Unfinished Cubby podcast, you'll find. Right. It. Yeah, and it's on YouTube as well. Okay, so you, yeah, yeah. So you have so, a channel. I mean, do, you, do you listen to podcasts? Um, sort of. Okay. Sort of, not really. Um, okay. but like, um, I honestly, like, so if you're doing that, you just. Would like you search that through what like something like Spotify or yeah, Spotify. so it would go on Spotify. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, because it'd be cool to know that way I can share it out on my yeah, social yeah, media yeah. platforms cool, and that sort awesome. of thing. I'll send you the links. For, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I can yeah. I can post that and yeah, you know yeah. awesome. and see if I can get a few people because cool. you know you never know a few extra listeners yeah, for yeah, you yeah. as well maybe. So I'm up to uh, I'm up to seventeen subscribers on YouTube. So oh, that's it's still pretty small. Style. That's better than me. I've got a YouTube channel. Oh yeah. Um, I started a while ago. It was never um, like I think I had to start with. I did back in 2016. I did like two workout videos. One with a mate um, who's a PT as well, and then another one was just myself. And then I vlogged my Melbourne trip when I went and competed. Oh, at yeah, the yeah, nationals, yeah, yeah. so I Just vlogged recently, that. Like last year. That was 2019. That was the last yeah, time yeah, I competed. Yeah. Was back in yeah, October. That's not recently anymore, is it? No, yeah. that was yeah October 2019. So I, I did that, and then I've done like January 1st, 2020. I did 2020 push-ups. So I vlogged that for the day, sort of thing. I did an eating challenge with my um, my older brother's girlfriend, and that was probably the last video I did. Yeah. It was like, it's, it's fun doing it. I just wish I could employ a full-time editor to yeah, do it. So that's, that's why I do this really simple format too. Mm. Like I don't do anything. I've got, I've got my little intro sequence right in there <clears> and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause like, honestly I'd spend like hours editing. Obviously when you're right. doing YouTube stuff, you want to make like when you're doing videos, yeah. If it's a, a workout video or if it's a funny vlog of some sort, then, you know, you want to have these cool little effects and things like that. And like, you know, part where it might zoom in on one person and then, you know, all these little funny, you know, like subtitles if you need it and whatever else. So, you know, intros, making intros, adding music, all that sort of stuff. I mean, I'm by no means a professional. I, used, I can't even, um, Da Vinci Resolve, I think. Is what I used? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, no. Excuse me one Yeah, I think I got six or seven subscribers. Yeah, right, okay, all right. 
So I never really tried hard to get subscribers though, because I just posted a couple of videos and was like, oh yeah, whatever of it. So I wasn't doing it to become to make money off YouTube. Yeah. And and have however many thousand subscribers. But I think. I've never, I've never had any social media shops at all. Yeah. So I used I used to care a lot more about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Back in the day when I was. I'm gonna say when I was younger, but when I was a little bit younger, um, just like you know, like, like oh, it, it mattered to have X amount of followers on Instagram and that sort of thing, and like you, you try and post things that trend or whatever. So then, then you put a shitload of hashtags, so then more people see it, and more people want to follow you, and then you follow a whole bunch of people, and then yeah. then you unfollow them. So then they then you have it's just oh like oh yeah yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt, I mean, like, I still have Instagram. I still enjoy it, you know? Like, it's, it's, as with anything, social media can have a great effect on people. There can be a lot of positive. But then you get, a, unfortunately, a lot of negative with it as well. So, it just depends, obviously, what you want to focus on, I guess. 